Hello everyone, welcome to Drop Frames. It's Sunday. Zeke is out. We've got a ringer filling in for him. Dan Esquire ringers. Gaming. What? Yeah. Huh? You got ringers. Ringers, that's true. Yeah, we got two yeah. two of them. Dan, how's it going? Two for one. <laughs> going great. How you guys doing? Doing well. Doing well. Good. A little, little sleepy. You know, the coffee hasn't kicked in yet. Uh, we've got a first timer on the show. It's uh, it's Sequisha. Welcome. Ooh. Glad to have you here. Hello. Greetings, pleasure to be here. The stash, man, it just, it's so profound. It's, it's insane. I said this when I met you at, uh, I think the first time at Sacriel's wedding. It's just, uh, right, right, you know, yeah. it's, it's big stash. It's, it, I'm, it commands respect. It does command respect. It. Yeah. It's a little daunting, yeah. if I'm honest. I might shave it off this year. What? Really? <laughs> I mean, if I do, like, you know, it grows back pretty quick. We'll do like a mustache speed run or something. Yeah, I don't. Any particular reason? Just like ready to go stash? Change things or? up a little bit, you know, because I'm I'm not the mustache. All right, like, oh, yeah, it's mustache. <laughs> no. I'm not, I don't want to objectify. True, true. You're you're more than your stash. That's, is it, that's is what it they say. Like, uh, hey, hey, the eyes are up here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you gotten rid of it before? On the, how does the community react? Have you shaved it before? Do, do people not recognize you? <laughs> no, but there is always people that are like, "You shave it, I'm on subbing," and I'm just like, All right, <laughs> "We'll see you later." You know, <laughs> strong shave my hair. Okay. Down four thousand subs in like two, yeah. three days. Gone. Yeah, makes sense. Just subbing for my hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dan keeps saying he's going to grow it back, but you know, it it. Yeah, I, it's my image now. I can't like break yeah. it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough this is there. definitely a choice. It's a choice. <laughs> uh, let's let's start the show and get to know Sequisha a little bit. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself to our uh, our communities for people who have not known you? You've been on Twitch for a a super long time. I feel uh, OG yeah. level. Yeah. yeah, OG levels for sure. I mean, almost almost OG levels. I don't. What I, are I, OG levels? How long? How long till you're an OG? In your, well, in your I wasn't. Mind. Well. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't like, I wasn't streaming on Justin TV. So like okay. 2012 was the first time I streamed. It was like Diablo three. Okay. And then I didn't really start taking it seriously until like 2013 or 14. Yeah. Like late 13. I started off doing uh, game dev stuff on Twitch. Actually, oh. I was going to school for a 3d art and all that stuff. And, uh, just kind of rotated into gaming. It wasn't like, all right, we're starting a game stream. Let me get my green screen. you know, like all that kind of thing? Yeah. It was really just like all art and game dev at the beginning. So. What type of game were you were you working on back then? Actually, I was working on a mod for uh, for Arma Two Daisy. It was a uh, called Epoch. It was like a base building, uh, like thing. You know, whole base building survival stuff. So that yeah. was a, it was pretty popular. There's a lot of people that were that were playing it and into it. And yeah. Also did the same thing for Arma Three as well. Arma Three Epoch. But yeah. Um, what made you gravitate away from that? Did the stream take off or? Well, yeah, uh, kind of what happened was like we were, whenever we test a new build or something, um, I was playing in the server with everybody else. And like I was, you know, I was wrecking a lot of people because you know, I've been playing <laughs> video games forever, right? And, and whenever we were doing the testing, I was actually doing the gameplay. Like the, the view count was like, you know, quadruple, like five times like the dev stuff. Uh, the dev stuff just never really got like a whole lot of attention or it, it was like a pretty big disparage between the two. Sure. And uh, I, I don't know. I just kind of continued doing that. That's kind of, you know, here we are yeah. <laughs> many years later just playing video games. Would you say that you were, you were full time? Like, did you make the transition once it was 
the stable transition or did you just jump in and think like, let's see if this works? Yeah. I mean, uh, well, it, it, at first, like it was a very gradual kind of like rotation into it because I was, you know, I was going to school and I was doing, I would was doing my homework like on stream, like working on a new 3d character and animating it and all this other stuff. And, uh, and yeah, like, uh, just kind of, I don't know, it just kind of gradually happened because I was still like playing gameplay streams and then working on more 3D art. And then I, I, I think actually the point in time that it really kind of uh, stuck is like certain titles. Like it got really into Rust at that point. I was like, all right, we're just playing Rust. And then it was miscreated. And then uh, uh, then PUBG, you know, like PUBG when PUBG kind of kicked off. Um, I mean, that was a big kind of mecca for a lot of people, a lot of like content creators to kind of like intermingle and squat up together because like, you know, everybody, there's a lot of people that were included, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It was a lot of rust and miscreated for a long time though. So like mainly like survival, uh, survival games. Would you say that, you know, the, the career started with rust then, or does this PUBG is, is PUBG the one I would where say it's Ar- solidified? I would say Arma 2, Arma okay. 2 Daisy, like, uh, yeah. Probably. Gotcha. That was kind of the, the foundation of it, yeah. Yeah, because I, I want to say I first heard about you through Anthony Kong fan, I think is, is right. who uh, introduced me to you. And then we ended up meeting at uh, at Sacriel's wedding, and that was when we shared a bottle of whiskey between <laughs> you, Gears, right, right. and uh, your partner. I, th- I, think some, I think some random people go like, hey, man, let me get some whiskey. You're like, hey, this isn't just like any regular <laughs> yeah. old whiskey, buddy. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it was uh, Shannon, uh, the bride, uh, because we right. flew over from the U.S. for whatever reason, gave us a bottle of, uh, of uh, I think it was Yamazaki 12, which is like a Japanese mm-hmm. whiskey. Uh, and so yeah. I sat down on the couch. And you gravitated toward the couch, and then we didn't move for the rest of the night. I think maybe we got up to get some uh, some Krispy Kreme donuts, and that was it. Right, right. They also had what was it called? The stuff Canada it was like it's like cheese on a plate oh, or something. Was it poutine? Did the they have poutine, poutine? Bar. poutine. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had Dan. You were there, right? Yeah, I was there. Yeah, I they, was on that poutine though. I ate so much was, poutine. It was, <laughs> They had all you can eat. I was just sitting there. The poutine bar. I mean, Krispy Kreme and poutine at a wedding reception. It's like, yeah. Very Shannon wedding. It was a very Shannon wedding. Yeah. I'm surprised that uh, we didn't end up a little bit more sick uh, than we did leaving that thing with how much alcohol and everything that was involved. It was a good time, though. So some of the the clips that are going on here, it looks like someone's playing Epoch, which yeah. was, it was kind of a mod on top of mod. Like there was already Daisy mod, right? And then like w- what what we did was the uh, like added an economy system and like all the vehicles that are around the map. You could go find a truck, you know, on on the road somewhere, fix it up, or bring it to the trader city and sell it for like currency. And then you could buy other weapons with it and like base building items and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Same with uh, you know helicopters or airplanes. Like you'd find an AC one thirty like in the woods. You'd have to chop down trees and go fly it, land at the airfield, go sell that for, you know, whatever. So, And then you would, yeah, was, you would get guns and things with that. That was kind of the, right. the loop. Yeah. Right, right, right. So are you are you still involved at all with the, the project, or is the project even still kind now, of continuing? No, it was, a like, we, we did it for Arma 3, and we had to do a whole, like, full conversion thing. Like, the, you know, we didn't use anything from, like, you know, Daisy Mod or whatever else, you know, create our own, like, uh, characters or our own, like, you know, antagonists and all that kind of stuff. And then uh, I think they were working on doing it kind of a similar mod for, for Standalone. 
Um, but I don't know. I think it's, I don't know. Everyone's got their own thing going on. And it wasn't really like generating any revenue. Like no one could live off it because we were working on a mod and someone else's stuff. So like, right. I don't know. Yeah. It's just kind of tapered off, I guess. Dude, do the mod making communities rely on like Patreon and stuff now? Is that, is that where they've kind of yeah. gone? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, probably more than likely. Cause it, uh, I mean, anyone who doesn't like, you know, you, you don't really, you can't really generate revenue off of someone else's stuff like that anyway. So I think most of it is going to be some type of crowdsourced uh, yeah. monetization. That makes sense. This is the, uh, I believe this is the Arma two uh, version, right? Which is, right, right. I don't know how old this VOD is. I could check real quick. Yeah, yeah, a lot of it. it there was a lot of uh, uh, quality of life stuff too, like you know, nine year old vehicles. Video, by the way, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty lengthy. What were you saying? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh. Yeah, no, just just uh, the epoch in general. Aside from the currency stuff, is a lot of you know quality of life things like being able to lock vehicles so someone so if you had it outside your base, someone could just can just hop into the driver's seat and take off. Yeah, you need, like a key for it and all that stuff. That makes sense. That makes sense. Do you ever miss uh, the game development side of things? Do you do you ever oh, want yeah. to go back to that? Oh yeah, I, I probably will. Uh, you know, we've just been kind of trying along you know doing this and i i kind of take every every day or every month or year like as it goes but i think eventually uh you know back in a game dev is probably probably where i'm gonna be yeah you don't think this is the the full-time thing you'll you'll eventually go back (laughs) yeah yeah we'll have a yeah it'll be what the year 2035 we'll be doing shuffleboard speed runs or something (laughs) like yeah something like that something like that right 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 what what game would you go screen name Oh, okay. Yeah, good question. Ask again, Dan. Oh, I might have talked over you. Oh, how'd you come up with your oh. uh, screen name? Right. Uh, actually, I was playing World of Warcraft and random name generator, and then kind of scrambled some of the. I think it came out it was like Laquisha is one of them, and I just put an S in front of it, kind of mix it up a little bit. But yeah, I think World of Warcraft's actually a origin for a lot of people's screen names, or like or their Xbox tag or whatever. It just kind of sticks. Old school MMOs. But, yeah, that's where mine came from. Right. EverQuest One. Yeah. I think that's about the same. Dan just put gaming after his, though. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we're not all crazy. Right? <laughs> you go with what works. You go with what works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. Um, cool. I, I'm trying to, to think like you, you've, you exist in a weird bubble, I will say, on Twitch. Like, for example, you're streaming PoE this morning, but I wouldn't consider you a PoE streamer. Right. But you had like, yeah. it was you, your community super into it, which I think is. In a lot of ways, bizarre. I think I think most people would go to play Poe at this point in an unhyped time for Poe and immediately see a drop. Right, like that's the right. the trends are that you play around a season, but your community seems to not care, and you just kind of played Poe, and it seems to work out. It's 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 very weird for me to see that, and wild for me to see that to kind of yeah, buck the I mean, trends. Right, right. Like with Path of Exile, there's a lot of. I guess there's a lot of meta and there's a lot of trends anyway. Like if you're not blasting through the maps a lot of time, like, I don't know. I, I'm just kind of like, I, I'm trying to take a different, you know, like just trying to take a different approach. Not like, you know, Hey, we're going to read up all the guides and I'm, and I'm blasting through Like I, I, that's why I really like the ruthless mode where like, there's just no drops. And yeah. I, I feel a lot of people aren't doing that. So that's probably why some people are like, Oh, okay. You know, like playing super hardcore, crazy, whatever. Is this still your first character, the one you were playing today uh, in ruthless mode? Uh, no, <laughs> no, no, that that one died. But we we've been running it back. I'm used to losing everything and like you know starting fresh from playing 
you know, games like Rust or, or Wipes in Tarkov or whatever. So, yeah. How far did you get yeah. then on the first, or how far have you gotten on your furthest character? Let's oh, I, I, was, I was doing maps. I was playing a juggernaut. Oh, I was wow. doing maps and uh, it was like a really high level heist. I just got blown up by, I got hit by like a shock or something. And then like two of these massive orbs just, I mean, the juggernaut was nearly unkillable except for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think all three of us have played PoE. I I never dabbled with the ruthless thing though when that came out. That's too. I I would say it's. it's I don't even play hardcore, so that's it's way yeah. too hardcore for me. Uh, yeah. it's it seems I mean, like a nightmare. Seems like a lot so of ruth- a, a struggle. Ruthless is hardcore <laughs> plus significantly less loot. Oh well, it, it, I think you can play it softcore as well. But I'm I'm oh, you know playing you hardcore. But like to, yeah. to put things into perspective, I think this character is level fifty three. And I've only found one alchemy orb. Only one's dropped. So, like, everything else, I mean, it's just, like, oh. super. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah a, wow. Not a whole lot of drops. Yeah. You really got to ration everything. And I think you, instead of going in with a build in mind, you have to, whatever you, whatever drops for you, you know, you need to kind of shape, you know, tailor it, cater to that. Because uh, you can't buy support gems from the vendors. Um, like there, there's oh. all kinds of stuff. There's no crafting table. Like, I don't know. It's, it's definitely, a, okay. yeah, it's a little rough. Yeah. Here's uh, this is the, the VOD from this morning. Um, yeah, I don't, I think said no movement skills. Yeah. No movement skills at all. Right. They just don't exist. Right. In I, the mode. Well, I, I think there's a couple that you might be able to like, I, I think there's the mirror shot or something like that, where you shoot to, you know, location you're, you teleport there, but that's, you know, that's, too risky but yeah but most movement skills like dash or leap slam or all that stuff is, is just not even in the game that damn that's a lot for that mode, rather that is that is hardcore <laughs> yeah. it's ruthless it's it's yeah. a little bit it's ruthless. Much. yeah do you yeah. uh do you how do... many people have like cleared uh some of the in-game bosses with that mode yet, actually if I, anyone I, has Right, right. I, I, there was something that popped up in chat, like, "Hey, this person's experienced this for the first time." It was one of the like crazy shaper elder or something like that. Something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like I fish think, yesterday, yeah. I think. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I know it's it's insane. I think like uh, at least on league launch, a couple of the like Kriparian plays in. I think Zizarin has played it a little bit, um, but the progression right. might just be too slow, right? Because like. You're level yeah, one. Lo- I think you're 50 here, and you're still on some three links, and that's like pretty right. good. Yeah, 54. You're still on three link stuff, so yeah, just seems hard. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely slowed down like quite a bit. That, that's why I feel like if if anyone's kind of in a, you know, they're not really sure what to play. I think it's probably not bad for somebody who likes ARPGs and likes hardcore stuff and is not used to the normal pacing of Path of Exile. It might be you know fun for a newer player because you're not blasted by all kinds of content. Uh, in the game yeah kind of teaches you a little bit more slowly even though it is kind of challenging how much poe have you played in general i played a bunch a long time ago like five six seven years ago and then took a break for a really long time and then only recently returned to it like maybe like like probably about a week before the last dark and darker test okay i don't have a whole lot of experience playing it but yeah in the grand scheme of things were you inundated with a billion league mechanics when you came back? Was that super? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the past five I mean, years, really, they've added so much. Right. I mean, it, yeah, I've learned a pretty good it's bit. Like three it's, games some of them I kind of skip. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much yeah. stuff that's been added. It's a little daunting, I would say. 
Uh, and then you decided to make it even harder on yourself by going right. <laughs> so it's harder but it's also not? easier in the same respect you know because like a lot of people love the backseat coming from people it's just null and void because it doesn't apply to ruthless because they don't know because they don't play it you know so it's kind of funny that's true i guess that's a good yeah you don't i gotta admit i yeah. do really like the idea of and this is gonna sound weird let me just say that right now it's gonna Uh-oh. sound weird weird comment i i really like the idea of Huey with less and more focused loot um, I kind of, right. I kind of wish there was a mode that would that you could do like, like a normal thing, but with just less loot, mm. um, because that's one of the things that inevitably overwhelms me in the game is just like getting getting this paralysis of like, you know, needing to check every single item and making sure all the substats line up and the the fear of selling something amazing because I had no idea it was good and like <laughs> the idea the idea of like having a very small pool so you can really kind of pour over and make sure things are good or not. Yet still keep the yeah. gameplay up and stuff. Like that's, right, yeah. Actually mm-hmm. sounds kind of cool. Yeah. There is a new Ruthless League they're going to be doing soon. And uh, actually, the you you saying that um, kind of reminds me of something. When I first started playing a long time ago, I remember I was like level 30 or something, and somebody's like, oh, here, man, I got, I got something for you. you know, they gave me one of the Tabula Rosses yeah. or whatever, the Six Link. Yep. And like I was like, man, this thing sucks, man. This doesn't have any stats <laughs> at all. Like, <laughs> Oh, you just straight and, up sold and, and it? Chad's like, no, what are you doing? Yeah, because I mean, I used it for a little bit. I was like, man, this kind of sucks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> just like vendored it. <laughs> oh, it's man. That's, uh, who, I think it was Eris who had a mirror drop, but then he deleted it. <laughs> like, really? A mirror? No yeah, way. I think that was, I think that was Eris. I think he was playing the PlayStation version of the game and a mirror dropped uh, it. I think he just deleted it because chat, like, that, that's kind of a troll, but yeah. Right. And I trolled him to delete it, or he, did he know? Did he I think he trolled his scope? chat by. Del- oh, he sold it. Uh, did he sell it? Maybe he just sold it. I'd say Dan did that too. Dan, did you did get that a mirror too? and sell it? Yeah, I got a mirror, and I I, I didn't sell it because it was so early in the league, no one could afford to buy it at that point. <laughs> but I did have one drop, and people there was lots of conspiracy theories that I, it was rigged for me because I was a streamer. Oh. And that, sees that um, DGD gave it to me to promote the game or something. It was a whole conspiracy right. was thing. Was that during the login yeah. league where like GGG allowed all the? It was like my second league ever. Like, oh. yeah, it was, it was it was very early. I just like my second time playing a league and it dropped. Okay, it like, I had erased that from my memory because I think I was so jealous. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I forgot that you had gotten a mirror. Yeah. I did not realize at the time exactly how rare the mirror was because some people were telling me they've played for thousands and thousands of hours and never had one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm at like 2000. I've never seen one. I've never even seen one in like an inventory trade. Uh, I don't even know what a mirror looks like, man. It's (laughs) yeah. It looks like you. Yeah. Ah! (laughs) You're just staring into a mirror. Yeah. I guess me and co still have a standing pact, but it's our, our POE days are, they're not as we're not as crazy at it, I think, as we once uh, were. You, you especially. Yeah, I, I've I was always like a you know I, I come for a league, I check it out a few times, usually maybe get to maps, you know, and then I go. But I mean, you you you've got very far many times. Yeah, you still yeah. do. Yeah, so it I'll spend like a twenty four thirty hour with it a league. Uh, mm-hmm. But the past couple leagues, and I, I guess Sequisha, you you maybe avoid this playing ruthless. Past couple leagues haven't been that great, but in Ruthless, you might not even need to experience that much. Of right. Well, because you don't get the opportunity to experience any of the content, you know? Like, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I have heard that from the community that the last couple. I mean, I think 
even the, the new league right now, the Sanctum stuff, I'm not a big fan of, but I think the game is in a good place right now. So, yeah. You know. yeah. I think we'll a see. lot of people are in a holding pattern for two as well. I mean, that's, yep. that's going to be such a yep. huge, awesome jump. I know, I know that's like what I'm mostly looking forward to. And the right. thing is, and it's interesting because we talked about this, what was it, last, last week, I think. We talked about how a lot of times, a good example is like with Destiny. You know, if they were to, if they were to announce a Destiny 3, then people would start getting so excited for that that the expansions in Destiny 2 between now and then would, would kind of have a, a feel lackluster everyone's so hyped for this thing in the future and they know they're going to go play that it's kind of like uh you know why do i want to kind of focus on this and granted pew is a little different since two is going to kind of stack on one it still feels like you know we're gonna have to relearn everything in two it's going to be like we're all going to want to start new characters in two and experience all that new stuff so you know no since we know it's coming it kind of makes all this stuff just feel like filler instead of like the next big thing and right uh, yeah i i still feel like they announced poe too too early to their own detriment, yeah. like the every single time the league starts or they they do a new thing every three months, number one comment which you just kind of said is like when's when is Poe two coming out? Like I don't want to jump in till Poe. Hopefully, uh, the the big show's back this year in New Zealand. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get we'll get some good solid info then, and you know, stuff will start moving. Yeah, yeah. Exile. I think that's June or July, something like that, this summer. Um, and then end of the, July, I believe. End of July. Okay, I think the league starts two weeks after that or something. They uh, they've had a news announcement where it's like, yeah, if you're going to spend extra time, if you're traveling uh, and you want to spend extra time in New Zealand, uh, do it before instead of after because you're you're going to want to get home and play the new league or something like that. So mm. maybe they'll have a okay some sort of Poe two thing attached to all of that. I'm sure. Um, and then I think the other thing too aside from poe2 is everyone's like yeah i'm just gonna wait for diablo 4 right like yeah, i'm sure right. you see this streaming the game as of this morning how much diablo 4 conversation do you get in your chat like is, is oh, that yeah. kind of the the main thing oh, oh me oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, was that, what's not, okay. not really because i mean you know there's a lot of okay so like with path of exile 2 i think they've been waiting for diablo 4 to launch and then like okay as an answer to it you know yeah. um but uh, yeah, Diablo Four. Uh, I mean, I really liked Diablo Three when it first came out. <clears throat> until I kind of figured out, or I kind of realized myself, I felt the game was kind of soulless, and <laughs> you know, just kind of moved on to other things. Uh, and like, hopefully, Diablo Four is not like that. I imagine they have a lot of new blood that loved the games, you know, like Diablo Two, like growing up as well. Uh, that you know, but I don't know. I'm just really kind of concerned. I haven't heard anything about. The itemization, the items. Like you think, like if it's something they're proud of, they would have talked about that to a like a great extent. And I know nothing. I don't even know what an item looks like in Diablo Four. That's kind of concerning to me personally. But I'll play it anyway. And if it sucks, you know, I move along to the next thing. Yeah. Or is are all of us going to jump into the the beta in like two weeks? Yes, yeah. I've been absolutely oh, yeah. super excited. And um, it. yeah. I, and to answer your question, actually, we we I'm getting asked about that almost daily. Yeah. Um it the hype levels for Diablo 4 seem pretty high. Um I think a lot of people want to pass the beta um that I've seen cuz really? they want to you know have it be new. Yep. A lot of people, a lot of viewers have and chatters have been saying that they don't want to play the beta cuz they kind of want to experience everything when it comes out. But at the same time, like I think a lot of people are in the same boat that I am where I want to see if it's good. Like I I I'm very interested to see if this is going to be like the next big step. Or if it's going to be like the stuff about Diablo three, I didn't really like, 
Um, you know, I'm right. very interested to see some of these these new mechanics that they've been kind of championing at some of the the little preview shows they've done. Like the, the kind of, I'm, I'm very interested. For instance, are they going to have some of those? Uh, like almost what what do they call them? They've got a, a, a term for them, the world quests, or where where you basically run up on a mob and there's a bunch of other players fighting them. Yeah, um, right. I want to see how those work. I want to see if those are fun. Um, yeah. You know, like that. There's some really interesting stuff they're doing. Also, open world Diablo. Saying that sounds weird. Um, I wonder how right. they're going to pull that off. So, yeah, a lot of questions. A lot of questions. Yeah, yeah, a lot of unanswered questions. Like, if you're playing solo, hardcore, are you just not going to be able to uh, participate in world boss like encounters or like, like how are yeah. they like? Are they going to expect you to solo them? And also, this <laughs> right. that brings up another good question. Like for for people that are doing more hardcore playthroughs, is there since the game is open world, obviously, like the challenge has to get harder. And they have announced, I think, some kind of system where no matter where you go, the challenge is kind of around you. I don't know if they're using a level locking kind of system, but you know, is there going to have to be like a certain path so you don't just get murdered by bosses when you're playing solo and stuff like that? Like right. it's going to be, yeah. It's going to be interesting. And, and somebody in chat said, those aren't new mechanics, it's MMO tech. It's new mechanics to the Diablo franchise. Yeah. Um, I mean, these days there's never any new mechanics anywhere. But, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's, it's new interpretations and, you know, new new arenas to put those in. So Yeah, but that's, that's MMO tech, man. Yeah. I mean, hell, dude, the, the world quest thing, that was Warhammer Online. I remember yeah. in Warhammer that Online, was the first people one that were did flipping it. it. Absolutely. And it was awesome. Oh, and now they're everywhere. It's... Oh, the yeah, game was so. so cool. My computer was trash at the time that I came out. Did anytime there was more than like thirty people, it was just like two FPS. Oh yeah, was, I don't know. That if was you me with Shadowbane. But... If you ever played that yep. game, oh my god, that game ran I, like I was shit a, too. <laughs> I was a siege leader in Shadowbane, and it literally felt like I was yelling at people over uh, uh, Ventrilo at the time while yeah. watching a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> so I would like tell everyone, to, I'd tell everyone to go somewhere, and then I have to like wait for the next slide to load to see if anyone did or what happened and. Right, that sounds oh, about right. Those games you can tell with rough. Diablo Four that they are um, inspired by Lost Ark and Path of Exile. They want that in-game store and they want the multiplayer um, component of Lost Ark, but they want to put it in a Diablo shell. And if they could pull it off, it's going to be great. It, but track record with Blizzard with some games lately has been kind of iffy. So I, I'm excited to try the beta. I've know people that have played the beta. And they say that it plays really well, and it's a lot more like two than it was three, because they not most people that like two did not like three as much. So I'm excited to like see like what's gonna what it's gonna be like. Is it gonna feel like Diablo with some multi, with multiplayer on top, or will that multiplayer get in the way of it feeling like how Diablo is supposed to feel, which is like alone and desperate and in like hopeless situations? Yeah. So we'll see when the beta comes out. Um, I think it's on the 17th for the early access beta. Yep, and then yep. the next weekend yep. has the open beta. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm gonna have to miss the early access, but I'll I'll jump into the open the following weekend. But I'm really curious how much there will actually be playing in that first weekend, right? Like server issues are gonna probably rear up. They they basically said they're doing this test for multiplayer purposes to make sure the servers are are going to be sound. Uh, and if right. there's any indication of past diablo uh <laughs> experience oh, I mean, think about think about blizzard's last big online release uh what was it overwatch 2 they couldn't keep the servers up for days yeah yeah uh, even longer so yeah. it's gonna if anyone's expecting better <laughs> yeah and bad news for you yeah yeah this beta is actually uh, early enough that they could make some significant changes before the launch in july in june's like if 
people give feedback, there there, there is actual time. Unlike a lot of betas where like there's no time to really adjust anything, it's more of a promo for the game. This is like early enough that they could actually change some stuff if they wanted to. That is rebalance true. Rebalance and tweak. Yeah. Well, and the other thing too, I feel like when it comes to the Blizzard audience and and the Diablo audience, they're like pretty vocal, right? So if there's something that they don't like, they're gonna let them oh, know yeah. very quickly. Oh, yeah. Um, I was I was talking with my chat the other day. Could you imagine in today's current uh, like gaming world, if Diablo three launched and how much more of a shit show that would be <laughs> in today's day and age with how much of a shit show it was back then when the servers yeah. just like didn't work for the first week. Yeah, it was rush. Yeah. I remember people that like took time off work and stuff. And it's like, oh, my wife's going to leave me and stuff. Cause the servers are <laughs> <up."> like, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was a rough time. I was, I was in New York at the time and I uh, was working for MLG and played out of the MLG studios and said like, yeah, I'm not working today. I, I think I went, the servers came up at like 7 a.m. Or, or 3 a.m. or something like that. Uh, and it was it was weird because they didn't work. And so I just sat there in the studio looking at Error 37 for a pretty significant amount of time uh, in that first 24 hours. And it was not a good time. So yeah. if, if that echoes and if that repeats for Diablo 4, it'll be... I am wondering what that'll look like uh, in, the, in the grand world of, of video games these days. You would you would hope they know what to expect, right? Like, right. I think server issues are kind of always going to be a thing, especially when you have that many people trying to play. But hopefully, they they figure it out and they get the feedback they need, and hopefully, it launches fine. I don't think it's going to, no matter what. But hopefully, it does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> not anything fair. else. <laughs> yeah, they can try to hit up the dark and darker devs for tips on like s- server scaling. You know, because yeah, they did that really well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I don't know the numbers for dark and darker, but Diablo three is what? What, what yeah, was it? It's gonna be a lot more. Oh, I was gonna say they. I think they capped out on Steam at what over a hundred thousand. But it's okay. it's gonna be a, a drop in the bucket compared to Diablo four and how right, right, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Diablo three sold what like thirty million plus or something lifetime. Uh, and so oh, it's man. yeah, it's it's a massive IP. I'm I'm very curious how that stuff will go. Uh, even outside of all the gameplay stuff, and if people are gonna enjoy it. I'm I'm just starting with like, is it gonna work? Like, are you gonna be able yeah. to get in and like create a character and play and go and kill mobs and all that stuff? Uh, JP, I think you're being a little hard on Blizzard. They're just a small indie company trying to make it in this world. Okay? Yeah, that's true. You know, that's a really good point, Dan. I'm glad somebody brought that up. It's true. It's Thank tough you. out there for Blizzard. They they don't have that much funds and resources, and it's really rough. It's really rough. We'll see if they can. And everyone's so mean to their CEO. Just yeah, he's no, got to go. Just... You know, Codex got to, he's got a rough time, right? Like it's it's tough being Bobby out there. You gotta gotta be careful. Gotta be careful. Is Why does that guy in that, in that cinematic look like, or that cutscene looks like uh, one of the characters from one of the later Mortal Kombat's? Uh, yes, Mortal I Kombat know you're talking about. Yeah, uh, it starts with a Q, doesn't it? Right, right, something like that. Shit. God damn it. Someone in chat say it so we can move forward because otherwise we're not going to be able Quan to. Chi? Quan Chi, there yeah. we go. Yeah, yeah, he does look very much like Quan Chi. Uh, they announced another uh, or showed they've got two statues out for this game now. By the way, for anyone curious, they have uh, Lilith statue, which is this character you're about to see, and then they announced the angel uh, Anarius. I think is on sale. 
Uh, Anarius is $1,200 if you're wanting to jump in. Uh, and it's, I think, bigger than Lilith, but like, I don't know for 1200 bucks if that's that's worth jumping in for. I also that's like a deal that, right there. I also like that the game's not even out and they've got two statues for that price. It's kind of, I think if you had to like summarize Blizzard these days, that's a good way to do it. That's a good way to do it. Uh, I'm curious, did Sequisha, did you jump into Diablo Immortal at all? Did you play that? <laughs> no. Yeah. You just <laughs> no. stayed away from I it. I try to stay off my phone as much as possible. You know? <laughs> yeah. No no desktop. I also like how that was prefaced with a laugh. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that also puts some, uh, some more like, I don't know, ire towards Blizzard with, with Diablo. So. Well, I mean, I, I I think I hope they just did all the all the MTX stuff they're trying to do, pay to win stuff. They shoved that all into a mortal, and that's fine, you know, if you want that kind of stuff. And then hopefully Diablo Four will be like, I don't know, I would be really surprised if they if they do any kind of weird, you know, pay to win stuff because like I don't think they can. They're they're already walking on thin ice, you know. Yeah, I I got to be honest, I don't think they're gonna pay to win. But I think they're gonna. I think honestly, what we're watching, what we're seeing with Acti Blizzard, is what we saw with Bethesda, where it's like they're not necessarily gonna pay to win, but they're going to just see how far they can push it. They're just gonna right. like, like, and and they're gonna toe the line every so often, and they're gonna get called out, and they know that, and that's when they're gonna reel it in and be champions because they're listening to feedback. Um, but yeah. they're, we're we're gonna see them go as far as they can with it. Um, no question. How? What is how? What is that though? Like how far can they go with it? Think, think with Diablo immortal, how they did, they, they, how much they blurred the line with those tokens that got more loot to drop by, you know, saying, Oh, it's not pay to win. You can just buy these tokens that, you know, the gems or whatever that make things, you know, it's, it's going to be probably not quite as bad. Cause I think they felt that they had a little bit more freedom in the mobile realm, just because the mobile realm is put it bluntly more forgiving of that kind of stuff. Cause they're so, it's so rampant with it. Right. I mean, they wished, I'm sure that desktop gaming was like that, but everyone knows it's not, thankfully. Um, but I think we'll, we'll probably see stuff like the season pass stuff that we heard about in that last thing with the premium pass and things like that. You know, maybe maybe we'll start seeing stuff slide onto there that, you know, has like maybe just a little bit more than people are comfortable with. And they're going to mm-hmm. see how that reacts. And then if, if it's not too big, they'll you know push a little further in the next month. And that's that's where they're they're, they're trying to get the foot in the door. Is the best way. To That's say how they it. sneak it in. Trying to get the yeah, yeah. Exactly. Slipping it sneak into the it battle in. pass, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Bethesda, Bethesda on Fallout seventy six, they promised that the that it was only going to be a cosmetic store. You've got nothing to worry about, just cosmetics. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh well, that's weird. You can buy repair boxes to repair your weapons that you normally have to use materials for. And people flipped out a little bit. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh wait, now you can just buy a robot, and he just goes and gets loot for you. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. So, you know, it, again, it was that foot in the door. It was no, no cosmetics only. And then, oh, no, no, you can buy repair mm-hmm. kits. And now you can buy a robot. And, you know, and, and then it was the subscription. So it's just like, you know, it's, it's just convenience. More, more, more. It's not pay to win. It's yeah. You're paying convenience for convenience to have a robot. Yeah. It, yeah. it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> Very oh, convenient. God. Yeah. Well, mm. uh, slowly boil the frog. That's exactly right, chat. That's you gotta, right. You just got to turn the heat up a little bit more and more. Yeah. So you're, you're, I can imagine with Diablo 4. Every week, there's going to be new mounts to buy, new outfits, cosmetics to buy, new, like, just like PoE. They're going to take that, but go, but it's going to be a full paid game on top of it. It's going to keep 
releasing these cosmetic stuff and finding more things they can put cosmetics on to just keep selling them. Yeah. It's going to get nutty. Let's get nutty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, it's, it, it's going to be a, it's going to be a little tiring <laughs> I think, to just hear and see that conversation nonstop between now and, and probably launch. And then even after launch, right? Cause then, once Diablo Four is out, then it's going to be like, well, what's Poe Two going to? An- How is Poe Two going to answer this? What is that? And then you're going to have like Diablo Four versus Poe Two, which kind of already exists, but I think that's right. going to even go into full effect after that. It's just, yeah, yeah. My hope with Diablo Four, though. Oh, sorry, good. My hope with Diablo Four, though, is that my naive my naive hope is that the gameplay will stay great. And we'll just have all this stuff on top of it, this cosmetic stuff that just funds more dungeons, more battles, more bosses over time, and that they don't touch the gameplay. They just sort of keep this cosmetic thing on this in the store to fund the development of the game. That's my naive hope, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Uh, co PM. Yeah. <laughs> that might be a little bit of co PM for sure. <laughs> <laughs> But I but hey, that's that's the dream, right? That's the dream. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, I, what is it? Julia just said in chat. It's like imagine making an awesome game and being happy with the money they make by selling millions of copies out of good word of mouth instead of being slimy corporate worms. And that's a very good way to say that, I think, in a lot of ways. Yeah. But then it then and that all ties into the conversation we've had numerous times on this show. Where the problem with that is that now these companies are so big that there's a lot of people that work there that don't play games. They don't care about games. Their right. entire position inside the company is to maximize profits. Right. So in their mind, they don't care if the game's great. They don't care if the game's good. They don't care how it reviews. They don't care what people think of it. They don't care if people are happy while they play it. All they care about is that they bought it and they keep putting money into it. And that's how they get bonuses at their job that are tangible and let them buy more yachts. That's so, it, you know, that's, and yachts are important. You gotta have a yacht. Yachts are pretty sick. Gotta have a yacht, yeah. man. Yachts they're are pretty, pretty cool. cool. Yeah. yeah, they're important. They need to add a yacht skin, like in the <laughs> cosmetic store. Just turn, turns your character into oh, just a, a little giant yacht, yacht. <laughs> little a little a little cute yacht pet, little yacht that yeah. follows you around, little yacht pet. Don't give them ideas. They'll do that. It'll be the, it'll be the like most happen. selling pet that they've ever put out. Yeah. Uh, oh, Sequisha, are you going to say something? Before, uh, I think the same time as Danny, oh, remember? Oh, right, right. Uh, Diablo 3. Have you seen Diablo 3? I know some people are diving back in and they're like, hey, getting ready for Diablo 4. I don't even recognize that game. I don't remember it looking like what it looks like right now. It's, it looks- I was uh, I was watching a bunch of people play the new league that just started. Um, right. Uh, like mods. I don't remember I don't remember the game looking like that. And like the UI too, it almost looks like Grim Dawn. Like, did it always look like that? Like with the character I screen think- and everything else? I don't know. I think it's wild. Grim, one of them copied each other. Uh, really? Gr- Grim Dawn came out after Diablo, right? That right. sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. I think Grim Dawn was like trying to capitalize on the Diablo three thing and made, and they were very, very close for a while. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah. That being said, it's kind of funny because a lot of people like Grim Dawn significantly more than Diablo three these days. <laughs> so it's, you know, sometimes it works. Sometimes it works. Yeah. Uh, I, I do know that the new league people are, they seem to be enjoying it. I think, Mods is like Paragon level twenty eight hundred or some shit. People on the leaderboards are like forty one hundred, uh, which is an insane number right. uh, at this point in that game. But yeah, they I, I think because it's the final league before Diablo four final season, I think is what they call it uh, in the in the world of Diablo three. Uh, they kind of just like pumped all the numbers up, and 
things are just like everything's broken. And so the game's in a really fun state where you can kind of just, you know, have fun, have fun, just yeah. blast, just blast yeah. through it. Uh, I feel why like the not? game has needed a number crunch for a long time. I saw someone playing; it was like two point two billion dollars. Like, what? <laughs> Where does this come from? What is all that about? Yeah, yeah, just insane amounts of of damage for sure. But yep, two weeks. We'll see what happens with Diablo Four. Uh, I think that'll it'll be an interesting time, regardless of what happens. Uh, the conversation will be thick and plentiful, I'm sure. So we'll be talking about it on the show and everywhere else on the internet. Uh, without a doubt. Uh, taking a look at a little bit of the news, we finally got Elden Ring announcement for DLC. Uh, right after we talked about it. <laughs> right after we talked about it last week. Yeah, Shadow of the Erd Tree, uh, they announced is currently in development. Uh, they said, we hope you look forward to the new adventures in the lands between. They didn't say anything else apart from that. Um, so, Quisha, are you a Souls gamer at all? Do you play any of the Souls titles? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm... Uh, I'm relatively fresher to them, but like I, when I dove in, I went through, you know, Dark Souls one, skipped Dark Souls two, <laughs> went to Dark Souls three, and then uh, yeah, Elden Ring. I, I played a lot of it. Okay, fantastic. But, uh, I did a lot of PvP like invasions too. Yeah, doing weird stuff like uh, you all played Elden Ring, I imagine. Right? Yes, yeah. I think yeah. we all, all. You know that one elevator before the uh, the, the the library chick with all the babies everywhere. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the light I, I was doing evasions around there and i would do like this golden drop slam down the elevator and like one shot everybody <laughs> and knock them off the elevator it was a lot of fun <laughs> how many did that work every time do you have any fails where you just didn't uh, hit anything oh i mean of course i mean i was doing it for like three or four days straight i mean you're bound to fail <laughs> at some point but a lot of people fell off and it was like you know teams of three whatever and then i'd have the 1v1 with a person who didn't fall off the ladder and it was it was a lot of fun <laughs> yeah good stuff where where is like is pvp in a good state in that game right now do you know i i don't know i haven't played it in a while i, I did it a bunch at launch i i know you kind of had to i had to create a new character and then like get up to a certain level because like yeah you have to be within a certain level range for it to you know for you to actually be like paired up with other people in the areas you're invading so yeah um I don't, it's probably really broken at some point people spam in a certain type of spell i'm sure i'm sure yeah um I think they also said somewhere, I'm trying to find the exact quote, that this would come out after Armored Core, and Armored Core is still scheduled to release this year. So I find that a little hard awesome. to believe. Yeah, if that yeah. if it does oh launch God, this year, yeah. that's crazy uh, in my eyes. But it could mean that we're you know nine year, months man. out or a year out from from seeing this DLC. Um, this. This year, uh, we were sitting down and really thinking about it. Like, this is the year of remakes and sequels. Like, we've had, you know, Dead Space get remake. Resident Evil 4 is getting remake. We've got um, Baldur's Gate coming back after 20 years. We've got Dead Island 2. People have been waiting for that. Street Fighter 6. We've yeah. got Armored Core 6. I mean, it just gets like, like, like a Dragon Ishin got ported over. Um, Breath of the Wild Resident 2. Resident Evil 4. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's just it's a uh, System Shock is getting remade this year. Right. Uh, Metroid Prime just got remastered. Final Fantasy 16, the next like it just gets Diablo 4. It gets more and more and more and it's just like holy shit, man. Like this every game is like all major titles are getting like a new game this year. Yeah. Um, I know, I can't wait until yeah. they all Stalker, come out. Stalker I feel 2. Like... Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Feel like I'm say? digging through the couch right now trying to find something to play. You know? <laughs> like what are all these launches, man? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jedi Survivor, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake 2, Rebirth, I guess. Yeah, part 2. It's just 
just more and more and more and more. Tekken 8, I think, is next year. I don't think Tekken 8 is going to make it. This yeah, year. I think that's you know, 2024. I think, yeah. It's, it's definitely a stacked year. Makes you wonder what next year is going to look like, right? Is next year going like to be last a, year. a dead zone? Yeah, just like large swaths of time in between game launches, etc. We'll have to see. Yeah, we got Sons of the Forest. We got The Last of Us remake. It's just people in chat just keep it like more and more and more. It's crazy. So many. What about the VR titles? Like there hasn't been not much like, yeah. any real crazy solid ones since like Alex. Yeah, I like no. Alex. I haven't really seen anything else. I feel like a lot of companies are just like, well, I mean, I guess VR is out. <laughs> Let's go on to the next thing. Which kind of <laughs> sucks. Have, they, they have uh, Resident Evil 8 got put into VR. I haven't played it yet, but if yes. this is good as 7, like 7 was awesome. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people had a lot of faith in Horizon's VR title, and apparently it's okay. It's fine from the reviews. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's fine. Like, I think a lot of people wanted the next. That's what everyone's waiting for. Everyone's waiting for the next Alex. I have a whole freaking VR room. I'm waiting for the next Alex. <laughs> it's like, it's, I, want, I want Alex again. Yeah. Like, that was such a great experience. I'm about to freaking just play Alex again. Um, they got mods but, out for yeah. it. They have like full mod packages for that game. Go yeah. if you want to jump in. Apparently, cool. Thomas, uh, Thomas the Tank mod. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Apparently, No Man's Sky is pretty great in VR. Uh, their last, their last big uh, update added a lot to VR as well, and it was already pretty good in VR. And now, apparently, it's great in VR. Yeah. So we yeah. need we need a Half Life Alex Star Wars VR game. That's what we sure. Need. Where you you like play you you have a lightsaber and it's like a full action adventure and like lots of you know awesome stuff you know you're looking at giant ships go above you and fighting giant monsters with your lightsaber like that's what we we need we need somebody to throw just millions and millions of dollars into this and just make like the best vr star wars game ever get on it yeah giant money that's how you're gonna get it yeah Yeah. come on the problem with vr is like there's (sighs) just that speed bump of getting people to buy the system and it's just like and then you need games for people to want to buy the system. So it's like this, who's going to do it first? Who's going to either get catch more 22, VRs? Right? Yeah. Who's get yeah. more VR systems in people's hands? Or who's going to um, make a game that makes everyone have to buy one, like to play it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I played Horizon. It was pretty fun, but it's just like mostly. I mostly How much of it is just like all the VR stuff that you've already experienced, right? Like there's. It, it's like there's nothing really new in it. Like, you know, you shoot your little arrow by doing this with your hand and it's cute and stuff, but it's like, how do they just have a controller? Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I'm like a lot of people where I also have, I get motion sick if I play for too long or get headaches. If I play for too long. And that's always been a problem too. Cause it's just like, you got to get used to it and you got to play for a long time to get used to it over time. But yeah, it's like, it's fun, but it's like, I, when I'm playing, I'm like, I could just play a game and in the normal way easier and for longer. And that's always been a problem for me Yeah, is it's cool to, to try it out and fiddle around with the new toy, but then they don't have the games or to keep me playing for long periods of time. They're not like an, any hundred hour RPG for me to sink my teeth into to like really like use it for a long term. I think that's something that they need is like some big triple a game to like get people to want to like invest their time into it. Yeah. And then talk about it with their friends to get them to want to buy it and stuff. Yeah, this uh, this past week, uh, Reggie Fizeme, who's the former uh, head of Nintendo of America, basically just tweeted out an image uh, that was a chart that was saying, like, is VR gaming destined to remain niche? And he just said, until there's a, quote, must-play experience, uh, this will be true. And everyone was like, yeah, Reggie's right. Like, yep. there's got to be a must-play experience, and no one's willing to... 
I think to dive in because the it, it is a little bit of a gamble, right? You don't know if you're going to get that return. Well, and another big thing is, and and I and I think Dan kind of nailed this a little bit when he was when he was mentioning it. It, it anytime you make a VR game, not only are you limiting the available pool of players to only people that own the VR system, unless you bundle it with one, but yeah. it's like, then you're only talking like you're, you literally can set maximum sale things like the max we can sell of this game is however many people have these VR headsets, unless you do something crazy and make it so you can play it in VR or not in VR, but then it gets like tacked on and it's not as interesting or fun. So it's, it, it kind of sucks for, for people that want VR. Um, it, it's just going to kind of need to be the thing where, headsets get cheap enough to where you can just oh you can buy here's the vr game for 60 bucks here's the vr with the headset for 90 bucks yeah you know, i've something got it you can just throw in there oh did you the solve Quisha, it let's hear okay. it the Quisha game developer hat here we go here, here we go also, am i in a delay a <laughs> i think maybe my audio is in delay i feel like i'm almost interrupting you guys sometimes oh no that, Sorry, that just happens bad. yeah yeah that's oh, just okay, thing. Okay. Yeah. feel free to just interrupt okay. us please. please how about just this the us. game this might be the billion dollar idea okay the game launches in both like, you know, regular and VR, but in order to, it'll be an asymmetrical, like a 1v4, 1v5. Everyone else, the the normal survivors or whatever, are playing on regular like PC or, or console or whatever. And in order to play the, the antagonist, you would have to have to play it in VR set. It would help with queuing. It would and maybe, you know, it was a big oh. like giant or something like that. I don't know. That could be pretty interesting. I don't know. Cause It'd not be everybody would be, you wouldn't be able to play the, uh, the monster, you know, the, the antagonist, unless you had a freaking VR set. Yeah. So maybe, I like it. maybe there's something to like that. a hybrid thing. Yeah. Yeah. Could work. Could work. Um, I didn't see this news. Someone in chat pointed out, uh, this past week, uh, on March 1st, at least that's when this article was published. Uh, Meta sold 20 million Quest headsets. Really? I didn't know that. I didn't. It is so unfortunate that it's garbage. I like that's wild to me that they've sold 20 million of those. Wait, the Quest? Is that the newer one or the older one? Uh, I have the index. uh, Quest 2 is the the one that they're trying to push Meta on. According to The Verge, who reported on this, when when they say Quest headsets, it includes. Quest One, Quest Two, and Quest Pro into all of that, so it's kind right. of like all three headsets is one type deal. I've sold over right. twenty million. That's still kind of crazy. <laughs> meanwhile, you know, on the back, Mike, <laughs> Mister Zuckberg is like, so we sold twenty million Quests. I bought ten million, but it's a big, <laughs> it's a big milestone. Someone had to buy them. Yeah, we yeah. needed the warehouse space. I've I know a lot of uh, funny enough, a lot of parents have gotten Quest for their their kids, and it's the it's becoming the like here play with this new iPad type deal. They just hand them a quest and they go into the world of VR. Uh and that's where kids are wanting to exist these days outside of the the iPad crap uh or the the phone stuff. So, I think that's where they're all going, which probably means the software is going to be of that level, right? You you don't need a giant AAA massive game for a 10-year-old. You need Fruit Ninja and iterations on Fruit Ninja, yeah. right? Like that's what that's what those those type of I mean I, I do have to say people like, are play. you don't you don't need the best graphics for an immersive VR experience. So I mean you, they, you could still make a a fully functional awesome kind of Alex style game on a Quest 2. I mean granted it's not going to be as pretty, but you know, it if you do it it's not going to look like this. But yeah. 
Yeah. It can it can still be just as fun and just as meaningful and just as good. I mean, Alex, the the reason Alex rocked was not necessarily because it was looked so good. It was it that's a part of it, but it was also like the most immersive game. There were giant, sprawling, unique levels. There were awesome boss fights. The combat was fun. Like all this stuff that you just don't see in other games, to put it bluntly. Yeah. So right. yeah, it would it would be nice to see more of that. Especially, if, I mean, I hate saying because I'm I'm a I don't like meta at all or anything associated with it, but I wish they would put more resources in. You know, like they, if any company has enough money to, to really sell that, and it's totally in their interest to do so, like for them to to make really, really good VR games would would only benefit them. And I don't think we've seen too much come from them. Yeah. Although I think they have bought some VR studios, but yeah. Yeah. But Let's again, see. they don't, you don't, they're not selling the, the AAA game, right? They're selling yeah. the, right. the Fruit Ninjas or whatever, whatever else is out there um dan you played a lot of the psvr2 titles right what was your your favorite of the ones you played i played three um okay so i not played this many. one called about 30 yeah, i played this one and then i played uh one called townsman where uh you're like it's a city builder but you use your hands to like pick people up and it kind of remind <laughs> me of uh black and white back in the day though where you play as a god you can pick people up yeah. throw them or just put them on the lumber yard and then they do the lumber yard but it's it was it was just very slow and i've kept felt feeling like after i slapped the the, the um tutorial guy a few times and threw some villagers <laughs> around like i kind of was over it it was like it was a very like mediocre city builder thing and yeah it was just okay remember the game like, act razor we need to act oh, razor hell yeah like, remake because it had had that kind of city builder thing and then it had like the platform level they were both platform like, action stuff yeah the, you're cool. talking about the SNES game? Yeah, Super Nintendo yeah. game. I thought that was just like a side scroller that had No, no, it was oh, it no, was no, like no. two games in one. Yeah. Oh. I didn't know that. Oh, apparently they did cool. remake that. It did get a remake. <laughs> oh, who cares? Yeah. Is the remake any good? I don't know. I didn't even know it it, it was Oh, they remade it last year? Yeah, there's really? an HD remake of it. I'll, I'll look into it. I'm trying to see if, if chats say, okay, they're saying it's, okay. eh, it's all right. Oh, it's on the PC as well. There you go. You missed it. I always PC. thought an idea for a VR game was have three people playing a game normally and then, or four people. And then you have one person in VR mode, like being the DM preparing the next room and preparing traps and try to like be the game, like by trying to stop them from winning and you're trying to win, like it's kind of play four versus one. Yeah. I think that would be fun. I think there's a lot of applications for it. There's someone in in my chat. uh, It said that a decent amount of the quest headsets are being used in architecture and construction. Uh, We use them in our office because they're wireless and less bulky slash less intimidating to the client. So I guess they like Hmm. design the building or, or whatever they're, you know, going to construct and then put them in the VR world so they can walk around in it. It's kind of a cool application for that, uh, that That I have not considered might be why, you know, 20 million of those have been sold. Cause there's things outside of the world of gaming for that. Wait, what? What do you mean? You're seeing what? No. You're seeing outside of the world of gaming. Oh, oh yes. I was sometimes co there is <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. Okay. Yeah. I've heard of rumors about that. Let's move on with the news. I, I don't really buy it. Counter-Strike two is apparently real. And it's apparently coming out soon in beta form as of this morning. Uh, Richard Lewis, who's a very uh, reputable, reputable 
Counter-Strike uh, journalist, says that thing is, is coming out uh, maybe later this month, soon, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. It kind of uh, ignited that whole world. Um, for those that are not aware, Counter-Strike, I think, recently passed its global players on Steam at like uh, 1.2 concurrent 1.2 million that is concurrent on steam wow. like just insane numbers yeah. um so yeah i guess the naming of the thing though is a little bit weird because there's been like six counter strikes at this point yeah uh um, go and other ones yeah I, uh, from from the report i think the reason that they're calling it uh counter strike 2 is because it's running on source 2 uh and that's that's where that comes from but yeah, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Um, obviously, Counter-Strike Go has a lot of things attached to it that I'm sure the community would want ported into that game so that they're not losing, you know, X right. amount of dollars. Their skins and yeah, everything else. On all the skins. I wonder how that economy is being affected right now. People are like, Counter-Strike is not, dude, I got to sell all my skins right now. <laughs> I got to sell There's everything probably, Yeah. There's I people don't know. that like, live off that stuff. There's probably something crazy <laughs> going on in that market right now. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure, yeah it it's 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 weird that that game like just passed its its highest concurrent peak uh, and this is when they've like announced that um there's so many things outside of just the game though you're right squeeze it's like the skin stuff is massive like that's a huge huge world Mm -hmm. that uh you know twitch had its i guess bout with once upon a time with uh you know <laughs> csgo gambling and and skins and all that stuff on on the platform and yeah there's a whole bunch of drama and all that a couple of years back uh that was probably a decade ago or at least close to a decade which is a little scary to think about but don't say that don't say, it was yeah last year okay it was last, last year, year. it's like a couple last months year back, <laughs> let's just always refer to it as a couple months back yeah. Whenever something happened. A couple months back. That. that sounds so much better than 10 years. Yes. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, you know, I, I played a decent amount of CS in the day. I'd, I'd love to see what that looks like. I think most people are wanting matchmaking updates. Apparently, the matchmaking in CSGO is not great right now. And so they're they're expecting that's going to be one of the major pushes um, for all of that. But it comes at a very interesting time when, like, CSGO is oddly at its peak or at a peak moment in its lifetime that they're, right. uh, they're getting out there and, and announcing that. Um, Sequisha, you play much CS in your, in your time. You FPS? Yeah, I, yeah. I played a pretty good, a pretty good bit of it. I mean, throughout, throughout time. I mean, I played the original, like at a land place, like the original mod for half life. And it was around the time I think rainbow, the first rainbow six came out as well. Okay. And, uh, but when, you know, everyone, there's a lot of people there, there'd be like, you know, teenagers that are like yeah man cs 1.6 like you don't know anything about the, the game you know like i don't know everyone <laughs> likes to talk about this 1.6 thing but i remember when 1.6 was out i was playing wolfenstein enemy territory because right? ah, that yeah. was like groundbreaking at the time yeah counter-strike was kind of old hat at the moment unless right. you're you know super esports handy uh you know around the year 2001 yeah uh, yeah or playing Quake Three, all, all of the above, right. is where right. people lived back then. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's another thing too. You you mentioned like one point six and and CS Source, like they don't if they split the community, they've already been through that before. They've already split that community in half, and it was not a good time for Counter Strike. And so, right. is the it, is the idea to split the community again? I hope not. 
I hope they're not going to do that. I, I hope that they do sunset CSGO in some form and just kind of move everything over so that you don't have to play both uh, or make a decision to play one or the other. Right. right. That, would, that would be really I mean, awful. It could just be CSGO on the new source engine. I mean, right. That's all it could be at the end of the day. I mean, they're probably not going to deviate away from the formula. They've had it, you know, it's been tried and true for a long time. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Um, within the report, the other big thing is that the, uh, this is, this is for the esports bins out there. Uh, Counter-Strike 2 will feature 128 tick servers, uh, which is something that Valorant has as well. Um, and so a lot of people have been wanting oh. that. So wait, about what you just said a minute ago about splitting the community, um, Amber Butcher, my chat just put a, Quote, I'm not sure where from, though. Okay. Valve leaker Gabe Follower followed up to the Lewis report later on March 5th, stating that the new game will not be Counter-Strike 2 or rebranded at all. Rather, the final product will just be CSGO running on the Source 2 engine. So they're just going to port it over. Okay. Sounds like they're just porting it. If, uh, Bay, just out of curiosity, where did you... Oh, Source is... Oh, Dexerto, which is R.L. Lewis's uh, uh, thing there. Got it. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So... Also, I think it just left actually, but <laughs> still, yeah, cool, yeah. I think so that's it does sound do like it. they're just moving it forward, not yeah. necessarily like new product kind of stuff. It's kind of like what they they did with Dota two, uh, to be honest, mm-hmm. back in the day. So I think that's the way to do it. Um, maybe <laughs> source, trust me, bro. Yes, <laughs> maybe not the most um, exciting news, I guess, for people that are like wanting a you know a brand new big game. But I think it's still a cool cool deal. Like what Overwatch went into Overwatch Two, uh, kind of different. I don't know. I, Overwatch yeah. to Overwatch Two was Blizzard selling you a new game. It, yeah, that's, it's that's kind of it's a it's kind of a unique beast in terms of what they did. <laughs> yeah, Speaking of which, it went I so just, well though. Went, yeah. <laughs> um, when are we supposed to just? quick side thing when are we supposed to see um the pve the, yeah i don't know i i cannot I tell you uh yeah i i don't know if we've heard or they've said anything about that i i feel like they're just trying to fix like overwatch 2 right now <laughs> like the game was in such a bad state uh balance wise that they're just kind of addressing from all its of that. conception i know right I'm sorry. I'm just not. Yeah, <laughs> I've never been a fan of Overwatch. I just at all. You didn't even I, like the the early days of it. No, I almost broke my jaw. I yawned so hard trying to <laughs> trying to get into and watch the game. I go to a chiropractor. Oh, I liked man. it in XCOM. It was fun in XCOM to Overwatch oh, all the you time. Like the early early days of Overwatch. Yeah, yeah. The true I Overwatch. Mean, uh, XCOM. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I messed up my own joke. No, I got it. I was there. I was there with you. you. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. The, the whole Overwatch 2 thing is, it is what it is. I, that game, yeah. they just announced some, uh, they're trying to Fortnite it. They, they're they doing some anime crossovers uh, at the moment. I think uh, Saitama and uh, someone else from One Punch Man uh, is a skin in the game. So, yeah, Didn't sure. Didn't Team Fortress 2 also get like some type of update an official update from valve recently i don't know if it was like really? their bug fixes or something i heard something about that within the last like couple weeks or le- the last month maybe yeah maybe you already covered it i don't know yeah. maybe i know i didn't i thought team fortress 2 the joke around team fortress 2 is that they never got any updates for hats like they never got any get <laughs> valve just like forgot that <laughs> game existed uh yeah, yeah i don't know maybe that's what may, it was may, 
maybe I'm just old, but what if we just make the game really good? And then, like, once it's good, then we do, like, collabs and stuff. What are you talking? No, we got to monetize the game it. First, we got to monetize it to be good. No. And then you get the, the kids but with the. Dan, with how can you make star. money if the game is just good? <laughs> I know. Well, or you could, you could, like, pay lock some features, you know, like, Maybe the volume slider is like a monthly fee or something. Yeah. There's ways to monetize it. That would be good. Now you're like talking. Basic features sold back good. to you. I mean, that was like a pay to win, like gold mine there. Yeah. Like a cursor. Like the, uh, unlock the cursor is like the first step of like the, the battle pass. Now, yeah. You say that as a joke, but I'm pretty sure, Sequisha, you bought a cursor in Path of Exile, did you not? Oh no! I just <laughs> I just I changed it to magenta. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was watching. I saw you had a green cursor in Poe. I guess that's not one of the MTX cursors. It, it, it's a newer thing. So I just needed a little bit of contrast because I'm getting old. You know. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Yeah, you can buy cursors now in Poe. For anyone curious, they they will sell those to you for I don't know how much they cost, but. Yeah, that's. I'm a thing. still waiting for main menu themes. There's going to be like a you could buy a theme for your main menu to. Make it look fancy, hundred dollars. Oh God! Well, don't put a hundred dollar price tag on it, but they probably would. I mean, with POE prices—that's probably what it would be. That's par for the course with POE prices. You're not wrong about that. Yeah. Uh, what else is out there in the world of news? The uh, the NFT president at Square Enix is apparently the guy, the president of Square Enix uh, currently loves NFTs. He's been trying to push NFTs and that whole thing. Uh, no pending, way. A pending approval. At the next annual shareholders meeting, he will no longer be president at Square Enix. However, the person that is succeeding him, don't celebrate, worked at a metaverse company before Square Enix. So you're kind of trading one for another. <laughs> it's just I, not great. I just, I don't know. <sighs> like the all of that stuff, it's just like overcomplications of I, I don't know i mean i know there's some people that are like really into all that kind of thing i just i just don't get it like it, like none of that stuff matters if the fucking game isn't good. good the game sucks it, none, of, none of the other stuff matters at all yeah no I'm you're sure not a lot wrong of people share it, that sentiment you know it, it is like uh it is an ancillary thing i think uh, mm-hmm. I think when you get to that level right it's not about like shipping a game it's it's shipping the stuff around the game that will actually make money if that makes sense. Because like Dan was just saying like, oh, the $100 main menu thing. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to like make money off their IP without actually creating anything of value. They're just like, buy this digital image. What am I going to do with it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You could, it's, it's got some value to it if you want it. Yeah. Blockchain. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Blockchain, what, Web3, all the buzzwords. What if I just said all these words alongside of this thing that you can buy? Oh. Okay, you might maybe I will check that out. Yeah, maybe we'll, we'll it's the that. ultimate businessman fantasy. You you sell nothing for money. You take this thing that is literally nothing and you get money for it. It's like hundred percent profit. Yeah. Just you get give them nothing and they just give you lots of money. Yeah. Yeah. Well now the thing too is they don't even refer to them as NFTs anymore. Now they're digital images. Because NFT is like painted. <laughs> Right, like you can't Wait, say, yeah. yeah, you can't say <laughs> NFT anymore because it's got like such a stigma attached to it. Now it's just digital so now we're back images. to JPEGs and, and GIFs, right? <laughs> I guess <laughs> yeah. it's it's a weird it's a weird thing. 
Uh, there's uh, a game if for new stuff. The finals, I think, beta is going to be in a couple days. Yeah. So are you it's hype in, on that? Because I, I have people that drop by my chat, drop trailers, and they're like they're very excited for it. I don't right. get the hype um, around it. Can you can okay. you explain that at all? I'll, I'll pull up a the, video the tra- so people can see it. Right, right. The the trailer looks like there's a lot of tech. Like it looks cool. Uh, if it plays anything like, uh, you know, it might be kind of cool. I, I think just to have like a PvP experience, you know, with something kind of battle royale ish. I, I I like the the fact that it's kind of got a little bit of a uh like a game show type of uh running man type of like kind of vibe to it like there was a game sos that had a very uh almost looked like a episode of uh survivor you know it was kind of like a game show yeah i think those elements are kind of cool um i don't know it looks like the the game's got a lot of like interesting uh for a first person shooter kind of cool look to it it might run like crap that's, i you know i don't know we'll see yeah that's the one thing i'm curious about is is performance because the levels of right. destruction are pretty high yeah there's as you a lot can of see in this trailer on. and there's a lot of like just visual clutter happening and so yeah. for an fps to be you know the goal of this and being played there's a lot of shit happening uh i mean keep track uh, yeah right anytime there's a new game like this I, I like to play them at the very beginning when like nobody knows what's going on the meta hasn't been established yet and there can be some really funny moments with you you know blasting and killing somebody yeah. and, you know somebody like you know i don't know Getting launched off into the sunset from a you know some type of destruction element or something like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm really be some sorry about stuff. that, guys. No, no, you're good. <laughs> no, that's you're fine. Good. Uh, we're talking the finals. So is that is it? That was a closed beta back in September. What are they going to launch soon, or is it going to be open beta? Do you know anything about that, Squisha? I, I think it's going to be an open beta. I'm not entirely sure though. I okay. just thought I'd mention it because it is right around the corner. Uh, this trailer says join the beta on steam. This was February 23rd. Uh, closed beta trailer is what, uh, is what this is. So looks like it is going to be closed. I don't know if you're going to be able to, to stream it, but which game is this? Uh, the finals. It's a new FPS coming out. (laughs) The people are excited about a lot of, a lot of destruction, but also just has some cool, like flair to it. Uh, looks a little Mm -hmm. bit different. Than kind of the standard, you know, FPS affair that we're getting. I have not actually heard of that. Cool. Definitely got hype around it. People are excited to get asked to watch new trailers for this pretty frequently. It, yeah, I mean, it could go either way. It could, you know, be really interesting and fun and kind of exciting because there's a lot of new stuff going on, or it could just be, you know, just trash. Like, yeah, know, we'll see. Go uh, either way. Really. Destructible environments are really hard to nail because they make fights just chaotic because you you cannot. You never know what's going to happen. Someone could blow through the wall. Some you could be standing on something that blows up. It's just really hard to balance PvP stuff around that kind of chaos. Yeah, so they can make right. it fun where it doesn't like feel super punishing if it happens, and it could be really, really good. Uh, Chad is saying beta starts March seventh uh, and goes for two weeks. And another reason why people are so excited for about uh, about the finals is that it has a bunch of ex Battlefield developers uh, involved in the game. So. Yeah, it's also the same okay. devs that are making Ark Raiders. I think I remember that trailer at like a Summer Game Fest or a Game Awards or something. That, that's the one that had the Dancing on My Own soundtrack, right? Sure. I remember because it was just so weird compared to what I was wa- like the gameplay. I, I really disliked it. and It stuck with me. <laughs> I was well, like, this is terrible. Chad is saying you are correct. So 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Song's fine, and the game was fine. They just didn't feel like they went together. Didn't mix. Really weird. Didn't mix. Uh, the Deep Rock Galactic team has announced a new game, at least teased the new game, called uh, Deep Rock Galactic Survivor. And it is basically a vampire survivor style game set in the world of Deep Rock Galactic. Um, mm. I put out a little like 30 second trailer here we could show. Uh, but people seem to Rock be pretty stuff. excited about this. Yeah. Uh, that game does and continues to do very well. I think people also have a lot of respect for those devs just because of how they've. Yep. Uh, treated the uh, the DRG community over over the years. Um, here's a little bit of the the teaser that they put out. So it is basically a vampire survivor game. You're choosing different settings and and upgrades and all that type of stuff. Uh, could be fun. Of all the new genres over the past like couple of years, this has been one of my favorites. The survivors genre, where this like going around auto firing, or manually firing a little bit. It's something about it's just so addicting and so fun to just play for hours and repeating a level again right. and again and again. Yeah. It's simple. Because there's a lot of constant progress. You know, you're like, boom, just level up, got the new. Okay, we need to, you know, like, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's a lot of fun. It kind of reminds me of, a uh, remember Smash TV? Do you ever play that on the, oh, the Super yeah. Nintendo? Yeah, that was a couple mm-hmm. months ago. Yeah, yeah, I've played that. It's it's great. <laughs> just a few months back. <laughs> it's a few months back. Yeah, just 10 years. Uh, maybe 20 years, uh, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It, it's those type of games where I think definitely, uh, lost, right? Like speak to what Dan was saying. Best thing about survivor games. You can jump in within five minutes. You understand what's happening, but maybe five seconds. You understand what's happening. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and they're, they're simple. They're easy. Very, uh, very intuitive. And I'm glad that genre exists. I just hope that we start to like push the genre a little bit more rather than just yes. like nonstop right. yeah. clone after clone after clone. I dude, I I think there is a lot of room in the genre right now for a 80s style game. Instead of the roguelike gameplay, you have a survivor style gameplay where there's like meaningful progression, there's cool characters, a good story, an interesting world, like really like there's there's the, the, now that we have this established, I cannot wait to see what really big devs are going to do with it. Like levels of um, depth. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, like actual paths. You can take your characters down to like, you know, choose what drops and weapons you get in the different levels and, you know, very cool boss fights and things of that nature. Yeah. That could be, that could be awesome. Yeah. How many, how many big IPs do you think are going to jump on that train and be like, here's yeah. the overwatch survivor. Here's the CSGO survivor. game. <laughs> just, you know, Starcraft random, could make star- a fun one. Here's a Starcraft Survivor game, right? Like Warframe oh, yeah. Survivors, Path of Exile Survivors, just nonstop Survivor games. All out Survivors. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll start to see that uh, between now Not and wrong. whenever the next big like push forward is. I think the Vampire Survivor dev straight up said, like, we're not going to ever do a Vampire Survivors 2 unless there's a meaningful yeah. like thing to do with it. Uh, which you is said they're cool just going to keep making DLC. Yeah, Which, I mean, it's working for them, and that's awesome, and their fans love it. So, yeah, and it's priced feel. right, right? They they're not gouging their fan base whatsoever. I think I think the game's what free on mobile and like ninety nine cents for that DLC. Uh, seems yeah. adequately priced, and and people are you know paying it in in droves. Very successful. Uh, did y'all watch any of the Final Fantasy sixteen stuff this past week? There's a huge Ooh. like media dump that came out on Tuesday. Uh, I will not show the footage because it is somewhat spoilery of stuff within the Thank game. You. <laughs> uh, game looks great, though. It, it's seeming pretty fantastic uh, for anyone out there that's excited for Final Fantasy 16. 
I think you can continue to be excited. Most of the reviews were positive, or previews, I should say, were, were pretty positive of all the footage. Um, it's I a watched, single player RPG, right? Yes, yes, yeah. Okay. A single player RPG, the and the combat is Devil May Cry. Devil May Cry, really? The, the person that That's actually cool. worked on the combat worked on the combat for Devil May Cry 5. Like, he is the person that designed Devil May Cry 5 combat. So, uh, that seemed to be echoed in pretty much all the previews. They did say it was a little easy. Uh, they, they Most of them said it was an easy game, and they're, they were not planning for, like, difficulties uh, being included within the game. So, oh. that's kind of an interesting thing. Uh, Maybe it just means the optional side stuff will be, like, a huge challenge or something. Kind of weapon stuff on a Fantasy Seven stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's also a demo, right? They're not trying to make the game super hard in a demo. They want you to be able to get through it, so maybe they'll they'll tune the numbers and make it a little bit harder um, during all that stuff. They need IGN to be able to finish it so they can get a review out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. That's right, yeah. Uh, SkillUp, uh, who's a, a big YouTuber, uh, actually flew out to Japan. He got to uh, interview Yoshi P, who's the game director. I don't think that's his actual title, but he's working on the game Uh he got some interesting quotes out there that were kind of floating around Twitter regarding uh, the idea of the JRPG being offensive and uh, some stuff around yeah. that, which like totally understand what he's saying. Uh, I, I totally get that, that type of commentary. Um, I don't know if we'll dive into that conversation unless you guys want to, but yeah, it was it, some interesting stuff coming out of that. Uh, those interviews that kind of sparked mm. mostly, I think from skill up. Uh, and I don't think Skillup had that intention whatsoever. And and right. for the record, um, unf- just because Chad is currently saying stuff, so this is uh, the JRPG stuff. Saying him saying JRPG was offensive is kind of the headline. Yeah, there's a lot more nuance to that. He was he was making the point that he felt like it was a very restrictive thing, um, that it was a label that he didn't necessarily like or want. So he this this is not some big you know glorified headline of you know playing in today's day and age and things of that nature. It was a, I strongly suggest reading what he said. And I can do that right now if you want. Go ahead, please. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, For us, for us as developers in Japan, this is all quote for us as developers in Japan. The first time we heard it, it was like a discriminatory term uh, as though we were being made fun of for creating these games. And so for some developers, the term JRPG can be something that will maybe trigger bad feelings because of what it was in the past. It wasn't a compliment to a lot of developers in Japan. We understand that recently JRPG has a better connotation and that's being used as a positive, but we still remember the time when it was being used as a negative. So, so yeah. I would say that's a much more contextual description of what he said. And more importantly, like that spawned just the title spawned this big thing on Twitter where they were like, Oh man, we need to stop using the term. And, and they were like, no, not, he even says these days it means something good. He's just saying, it didn't necessarily feel that way in the past. And he was talking about that because that's how he felt. That's totally valid. You know, yeah. it's not like he's saying, stop saying that. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. 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 It, it makes sense. Like it makes I, sense. I, Absolutely. I understand why he was saying that essentially they would, you know, play a game from a Western dev and that was an RPG, but how come the games they weren't making were RPGs? Why were they JRPGs? Yeah. Why, why are you putting the J in front of it? Exactly. Yeah, that's what, ex- why, you know, so, you know, it makes sense. Exactly. Makes right. Sense. Um, I do recommend watching uh, the skill up video if you're at all interested. Like I said, slight spoilers, I think, from like the first mission in the game. Um, man, some of those fights, they have like straight up 15 minute like QTE fights uh, <laughs> within that game that are <laughs> fucking 
incredible looking uh, and what you would kind of expect from watching a Final Fantasy 16 cutscene with QTEs in it. Um, game's looking really good. I, I hope they uh, change the difficulty up a little bit. That was probably the biggest complaint that I saw some of the, the previews saying that I was mostly uh, worried about. But apart from that, it looks great. It looks like it's going to be a really good, really good entry into the uh, the Final Fantasy lexicon. He also said something along the lines that like Final Fantasy is not necessarily as big as a game as it once was, and uh, that like fifteen kind of helped uh, hurt the IP a little bit. I think thirteen did as well, at least here in the West, when they did like thirteen two and thirteen thirteen three. Like I kind of agreed with them. Uh, it's, they, it's, they diluted it. Yeah, they diluted it. Like they, I think I I completely agree with that statement. I mean, it got kind of you know by the time you've you've made you know the third ten and stuff like that. It's just like guys, you're you're just it feels like they're almost farming the IP at that point a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, they're I mean, we're almost games. out of numbers here. I know, exa- <laughs> dude, I know, right? Like it, it got to and and here's the worst part. It's like not only did they make you know like the three extra tens. But the second and third, like, sure, some people liked them, but the general majority was that, like, these aren't great games. Yeah, so it's like fine. It, they've got this dub, they've got this double effect of like you're diluting the IP, you're not diluting it with good things that people like. So of course that's going to make everyone kind of be like, oh, good, and another Final Fantasy game when the next one comes right. out. So it's and, yeah, they kind of shot themselves in the foot with that stuff. I don't know if I'm old, but 13, too, as they move, as they move further away from turn-based combat and more heavy RPG mechanics. It kind of doesn't feel the same. It doesn't feel like Final Fantasy anymore to me. I miss my like turn-based combat. Like even in thirteen, had turn-based, and I had that like epic like violin music playing as you're t- doing your turns. Like yeah. I miss mm-hmm. that feeling of the old turn-based games. Like seven is a good compromise, but I still feel like I do wish it was turn-based. Still, I wish they'd add a turn-based mode or something in the future to like appeal to the older gamer that liked the older series. Yeah, I. He talked about that, and I think he essentially said, uh, this won't be the exact quote, but he was basically saying that like gamers today don't want that on a mainstream scale. They're, they want the more action-oriented things, and that's where kind of gaming has gone, so that's why 16 is like, like where it's going. That's so weird to hear, because I mean, you have like that Japanese dev saying that, right? And then you have Ryu Gagotoku is literally taking the, opposite, the most iconic yeah. action games that Japan has and transitioning it to a fully turn-based system for their following iterations. And it's just like, yeah, you know, I know it's like your opinion, man, but, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's like not super accurate. <laughs> I, I'm a gamers. I'm a gamers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of right. it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. And it's kind of it's also kind of weird to hear them make that argument. And then in the same breath, be like, yeah, and you know, for some reason, Final Fantasy doesn't mean as much as it used to. <laughs> it's like, huh, you don't say, really. Yeah. Okay, interesting yeah. how that works. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think with turn-based RPGs, like, I, it's kind of one of those things. Like, remember when the, uh, yeah, sorry, I'm not, I don't know. A couple some, months ago. Some, some callbacks, <laughs> right? Okay. The N64 came out. They were like, we have the tech. <laughs> We have the tech, so now everybody's, it, it's all a third-person action adventure. I mean, from Bomberman to, like, Castlevania, what they did to Castlevania, um, yeah, yep. you know, Super Mario, like, they were all, like, I feel like that's part of the same thing with, like, some of these RPGs. are like, hey, we have the tech. It's hard to, like, really push and emphasize all these cool things we can do with animation and all this visual stuff when, like, it's turn-based and everyone's just sitting there, you know, like, I don't know. I feel like they want to take advantage of, like, 
you know, all these, all this visual stuff. And it's hard to do in a turn for a turn-based game. It's, yeah. it's difficult to do that. And I think that's part of what probably, probably what part of the problem is. Sure. I love turn-based games. Like Final Fantasy Tactics was one of my favorite Final Fantasies of all time. Oh, hell yeah. And actually, I kind of experienced a little bit of that with War Tales recently. War Tales was really cool. Yeah. Really, really fun game. Yeah. But, I, I think, yeah, I think that's part of the thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Square also, we, you know, Octopath Traveler 2 just came out. I, I feel like that's kind of like what they're, that, for, for people that want turn-based, that's their answer. And they're going to take 16 and morph it into, you know, quote-unquote what the gamers want when it comes to action right. uh, these days. Uh, and I don't know if that was purely, if his quote or his reference point was like purely just sales data. Um, which might have been the case, um, but saying the idea of like, yeah, gamers don't necessarily want this is a, it's a weird thing. Uh, yeah, it's also, I mean, you have like, you know, like Baldur's Gate three, hugely hyped, fully turn based. You know, Warhammer forty k, Rogue Trader with Owlcat. Uh, somebody just said in chat, great example. Uh, Darkest Dungeon two, yeah. huge amount of hype behind that turn. Like turn based is is very much still here, um, and I think there's a huge audience that still fundamentally appreciates it. So it is it is. It is strange. It, it that feels like one of those opinions where it's like they're kind of in their bubble and kind of you right. know, trying to find reasons on why things in their bubble are reacting the way they are. So they're kind of like reaching a bit. Um, right. Like I want to so, know who he's referring to. Like yeah, like, what yeah, yeah, kind of, referring yeah. To, you know, yeah, exactly. It's it's a little it's a little strange. Yeah, uh, someone uh, drunken. Yeah, Dragon's Quest is is I mean huge, huge in Japan. Turn based sure. game. Um, yeah. Uh, drunken CPT in my chat says, uh, yeah, you should listen to the video since he directly talks about it. He feels that Final Fantasy has stopped evolving and should not evolve in players' minds, but he wants to bring it forwards, which I understand. Final Fantasy has always innovated. I kind of get that as well. Like, Final Fantasy, for a while, there wasn't, like, innovating the game. They were just kind of copying a lot of what everyone else was doing. And so maybe this iteration of, you know, action is them trying to push that genre forward a little bit and also final fantasy forward a little bit mm. we'll see that comes out uh this summer so and yep as, as somebody uh i said up here in my chat just brought up the good point it is it is true that i would and, and i would agree with this even as somebody who is almost preferential to turn-based i i would say the general majority of gamers in like the global scene probably find turn-based a little slow yeah. compared to what like most games are maybe that's the angle he's taking where they're wanting to make final fantasy more mainstream not just like take it out of its more niche setting and they just kind of want to globalize it a bit more Probably. um but yeah you know, they want to sell yeah. more copies it's all money they want to sell more copies didn't, yeah. want, didn't want to like boil it down to the you know the money aspect but i mean you're not wrong you know that could be exactly what the, you know we want us we want this to sell more we want this to be more generally accessible we want to become the next bethesda and you know Absolutely. just dumb it yeah. down for the masses and um and it- that look like a very expensive game. Those those like hardcore graphics and cutscenes. Yeah. On it, so yes. that's big money. Yeah. Yeah. Game looks really. I, again, I didn't want to show any footage because of spoiler purposes. But it, if you're at all curious, go just watch thirty seconds or a minute of it. It looks fantastic. I think there's just raw footage out there from like Gamatsu. I think they have forty five minutes of raw footage. And isn't didn't they announce there's like eleven hours of cutscenes? Yeah, they said it's about a thirty-four, thirty-five a shower game, and eleven of those hours are straight up cutscenes. So that's just impressive. Yeah, are they, <laughs> you're saying like interactable, like cutscene stuff. No. I don't know if like, they were interactable. Like, I think that's just okay, straight okay. up storytelling. I, I, read, I think it was straight up story cutscenes. Like get some because that would be annoying if you're watching movie. like a, 
you're watching five minutes of this thing and then you know you get a controller down you're having a drink and then it's like you got to tap x or it's game over you know you're, just, oh, you're not with that thing you know? yeah i hate when they do that too yeah i, I hope you are dead straight up cutscenes. yeah uh it happened in a game recently oh it was dead space remake i think yeah Maybe. oh where there's just randomly cut like qtes in the middle of cutscenes. yeah Huh. Well, I was watching some, you know. Like. <laughs> uh, the other big quote, this is for all the, the Final Fantasy fourteen fans out there. Uh, someone asks, says, after the release of Final Fantasy sixteen, is there a chance to start a joint promotion with Final Fantasy fourteen? And his response was, quote, about this, first of all, as the producer of Final Fantasy sixteen, I would like to cooperate with Final Fantasy fourteen. After all, Final Fantasy fourteen has a huge player base and it would be ideal to bring Final Fantasy sixteen, the Final Fantasy fourteen crowd. More money. <laughs> but this is not something that I can decide alone. I need to discuss it with the producer of Final Fantasy fourteen, and it just so happens that the producer and supervisor of Final Fantasy fourteen is also named Yoshida. I will ask his opinion, and if he says that it is possible, then it is okay to cooperate. <laughs> By the way, Final Fantasy fourteen is helmed by Yoshi P, the same person. So that was a really weird quote <laughs> to give. But hey. He puts on a different hat when he's in a different I know. He's like, hold <laughs> on a second. Let me just put on. <laughs> I think that's a great idea you just had. Yeah. It, it sounds like some, uh, some standard Yoshi P trolling. This is the guy that in the middle of a like letter from the producer live for Final Fantasy fourteen spends spent 30 minutes talking about teleportation cost going up in the game and how sorry he was to the community so yeah he's an interesting interesting dude he seems to really care i guess if if you can take anything from that uh what else destiny 2 lightfall came out and the destiny community's upset surprise uh the story sucks in that game and that's why they're upset i was gonna say the people that are playing it for the story seem to be very disappointed yes Um, they felt like the exposition's not very good however uh, there's a lot of people that are very happy with like a lot of the mechanics that were introduced. Apparently the strand system is doing very well. So, yep. I mean, it's like, it's, a, it's, it's most, it, I, I don't know if it still is, but it was mostly negative on steam. Let's like it was, it was, it was very, very bad. Yeah. And yeah. You know, somebody posted a screenshot of that. And I was like, holy shit. Like, let, let me see what this is. So I went to the steam thing and sure enough, almost every downvote was either talking about the value because of how much they got from the main story stuff or about the main story stuff. There were some up uh, up stuff, mainly focusing on the new mechanics and how much they enjoyed them. Um, but it seems like the people that are playing it because they were hoping it would be like this super cool story edition were, were very let down, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, so right now on Steam, Destiny was that, 2. Was that your post, Sequisha? Oh, I think that was your post, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> uh, right now it's currently mostly positive on just Destiny 2 as a whole, but... I think the negative reviews were on Destiny 2 Lightfall. And I'm just the DLC, right? Yeah, I'm not sure how to get to that. If you go to the main page, I think the DLC stuff's in the bottom. Yeah, from the store page. Store page just looked Lightfall, yeah. Okay. Uh, I think I found it. Yes, mostly negative. Uh, Recent and all, 3,900 reviews. So, yeah. I spent about uh, 45, 50 hours uh, with it. I think seven of those were on stream because the story was very quick. Story was not great. It was not a good uh, follow-up to what was arguably their best uh, story with the Witch Queen last year. Um, It is essentially, I don't know this for uh, anything other than just what I'm seeing. The cutscene that opens the story and the cutscene that ends the story are practically the same exact cutscene 
cut in half. So like you get the opening of the game, you go do something completely different, and then you come back to the end of the game and that cutscene kind of finishes and you get to see the culmination of that cutscene and it's really weird. Uh all the while you're like chasing a side thing that has some ramifications of the overall story, but the whole marketing thing leading up to like the traveler and the witness and this big confrontation you see maybe 30 seconds of that in a cutscene, and then that's all you get. And so that's why people are upset. I have uh, to admit, as somebody who saw that plastered all over Twitter and TikTok, that whole, like, the witness, uh, you know, standing in front of the traveler and the giant beam, and then he, like, does a yeah. little hand thing. and like That's I, the I, opening cutscene. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things that made me be like, man, this actually looks badass. Like, totally. this looks pretty freaking cool. Like, I wish I understood who the hell any of these people were, because it's, you know, it'd be fun. But that's, that is, uh, that's definitely unfortunate. That's definitely yeah. Unfortunate. Uh, and the end of that cutscene is not even, there's so many questions that are just not answered and they just raise so many other questions. Like the, the, the big thing is this idea of the veil, right? And it's like, Oh, the veil, the MacGuffin, it's the, it's the veil It's it's so important. We know all about the veil. No one fucking says what the veil is throughout the entire thing. And you finish the campaign. What's the veil? I don't know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> they don't explain any of it. They don't do any of the explanation. And it's just like, I guess it's like a power source to where you get strand, which is the new, like uh, the new power set for destiny, which gameplay wise, it's fun. It's super, it, it's a fantastic addition to the game. It, it completely makes the game much more uh, faster and, and it's very strong. And like all the gameplay elements of the game are great. The story is just not, a good time. Uh, it's, it's not fantastic. The raid launches this next weekend. So we'll see how that is. Uh, hopefully it's good. Um, does the raid ever contain story stuff? Like, it's like it, story adjacent. Any of this? Yeah. It, it, they won't do like full explanations, but it's story adjacent stuff. Um, I think there's leaks for it, uh, out right now. I don't know them or, or know what it's about, but I think it's probably going to have some sort of story implementation co, uh, in the past they have. So, um, I'm excited for it. I, I hope it's good. I'll probably be jumping in on, on raid day, but yeah, story's not great. Uh, if, if you're wanting to jump into destiny, it's, which I won't be. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not a good time for it. Have, did you play destiny at all? Sequisha, or are you just staying away I, from the game I'm, completely? I, I'm just probably just like no comment. I'm yeah. Just a, you're just not, super I'm negative. Just on not it. a destiny guy. <laughs> totally. I Look, really I not. get it. I think it's a pretty divisive game. I, I definitely think you're, Oh, you're not sure. alone in that. Uh, for good reason. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, they did, like Co said, they did cross over their all time high on steam, uh, this past week when the game launched, I think at like 320,000 or 312,000 Is that steam only. Cause it's also, no, so it's on, it's on all platforms. Too. Yeah. And right. I think, uh, although they've never said straight up numbers, I want to say the PlayStation community is the largest community and it's like three to four times the size of steam. Um, so it was probably a pretty successful launch. Um, all time high is 316,750 players on steam. That was five days ago. Right now there's 216,000 players in 24 hour peak is 226. So people are still playing it. There's still stuff to do. Yeah. It's got cross play as well. Um, so they've got that going for it. Um, I've never, I've never really liked it very much personally, but the fans of it 
are hardcore. They are hardcore fans of the game. Yeah. Like they intensely talk to you about the game. If you ever talk to them about it, they are avid fans and they will tell you anything you want to know because they love it. And the things they don't like, they will tell you passionately about how they don't like them. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Tight knit community. At the same time, they will also shit on it when it does bad. Like, which is what is currently happening right now. Like they're, they're very vocal uh, fans in that regard. hundred percent. Um, I actually, I'm forgetting the name, uh, Co, but someone from your community, when I took September off, uh, this past year, I jumped into destiny and played like a hundred hours that month. Uh, and he was kind of like the Sherpa through all of the stuff and Dan talking about like how hardcore they are. He has literally every single thing unlocked in that game that you can unlock. And I mean, literally every single thing that you can do in that game. He had it. So I don't know how many hours that is, but that's like easy 10,000 hours in that game. Like, you know, there's <laughs> other games like out there, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. La- Laszlo. There he is. He's in my chat right now. Yeah. Just in, Sorry, uh, he's at 6,000 hours plus right now in the game. Just like wild, wild amount. Every, anything I would bring up, I'd be like, I wonder how that works. Or I wonder what this is. I wonder what that does. Had the answer within seconds. Uh, and, and it was great to have that resource, but yeah, that's destiny. Yeah, someone too. in chat is saying that's kind of like Warframe addicts. Yes. Yes. Same yeah. thing. Same exact thing. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel on Warframe? Sequish, where you sit on Warframe? Because uh, that's I like a big point uh, of contention. I think Destiny 2 versus Warframe or Destiny 2 and Warframe right. are kind of the same. Well, the Warframe is free to play too, right? And it's mostly like cosmetic. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, there is some pay to win stuff, right? But I think pay a lot of it's supposed to be cosmetic in your ships. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Pay to speed up. Yeah. I don't know. It's you I get into a weird conversation about it. You do. Right. Uh, the The general consensus is that when you can just buy pretty much everything in the game, it's yeah. arguably pay to win. Yeah, I, I used to call it. I used to call it. I used to call it pay to progress, and I had some very real long discussions into the night with members of the community, and finally became the conclusion that pay to progress is under the umbrella of pay to win. But it's not like a side by side thing. Yeah, like there's pay to win, and then pay to progress is a subsect, not a parallel sect. Yeah. So, right. yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's still. There's people that will argue either into the ground and throw a stone any direction and hit either one of them. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for the most part, when it comes to games like that, like I, I like games where I can potentially lose everything. You know, kind of gives me that adrenaline. You know, I don't know. I think I think it's more exciting for Best people to see. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get that. Uh, you want to talk Tarkov? And and what that community's been Not going really. through. Okay. Are you, are you tired of that? Is that oh, been a major man. point of contention well, Twitter, in the past? There's just a yeah. Well, okay. The, yeah. So like when there's a new should we hold on? Pool. Should we just wiggle at each other and move forward? Is that what right? Right. Right. Well, well he, he, here's the thing: when there's a new wipe and everything's fresh, every everybody's busy playing the game, so like they're having fun. But like as soon as the game gets, you know, that wears off and they're bored in the game, they start doing scab runs on Twitter and, and it becomes, you know, the new cheater video. It's like, dude, these cheaters have been here like the whole time. Like the, the cheating is worse than it's ever been in that game. Yeah. Um, and that's but why I heard they I'm just banned 4,000 you know? people, Sequisha. It's fine now. 
Right, right, right. It's it's a whole thing. It's and, a massive. Yeah, there's like, some people that are pretty toxic about it. And there's a lot of people that are climbing on top of each other and using each other as examples to like progress themselves. And like, it's just you know, it's a mess. Step away, step it's, away from it until the next wipe, and then have some fun playing the game. You know. Yeah, it's it's been an absolute mess uh, ever since. There was, I guess, to catch people up. If you hadn't heard, there's a video out there where essentially. Someone downloaded a bunch of cheats, which are very easy to get, just like they are, unfortunately, in most multiplayer games these days, um, which I think is a very important caveat to kind of this whole thing, because it's it exists, and the video is responding to Tarkov, but, like, this kind of happens. You can get cheats for Rocket League, right? Like, cheats are everywhere, unfortunately, in multiplayer games these days. Um, so the video came out, and he downloaded hacks, got him in, like, five minutes, and he basically played with them and recorded himself playing with them. And he would walk around and he found out that the way to know that other people also have the same cheats is to look at another player through a wall, through a building or whatever and wiggle and wiggling means just going like this, like Q and E and leaning back and forth. And, uh, something like 60% of the player base that he did this to, according to his stats would wiggle back to him without ever seeing him except through the wall. Uh, and so, so they this, were, yeah, they were seeing yeah, him with their, they hacks. were seeing him with that, their that own was hacks. The intention. Yeah. The ESP the skeleton. Intention. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so the video shows that and, and like it, it sparked a giant amount of discussion last weekend. Um, they were, it was this weird thing where like video came out, all the creators got very upset about the video existing and then the community got upset at those creators for being upset about the video existing in the first place. And now all the creators are like, well, maybe this is actually a good thing that we're talking about how much cheating there is. And so now it's okay to talk about, th- I don't know. It's, it's a weird it's thing. A, the, the thing that has been slightly uncomfortable to watch is it's a lot of creators just doing their absolute best to ride the public opinion. Yes. Right. And, yes. and seeing, seeing a, these, these people like do their absolute best and just, flow like water back and forth between the opinions. It's just kind of like, Oh, it's yeah. been, I, I'm, I'm glad I'm not playing Tarkov right now. It's not a, yeah. Yeah. And a lot in all, and, but the, the equivocal, the equivocal everyone can agree on is that the community sucks right now. It's <laughs> in a bad single, spot. Yeah. Every single person, regardless of their side, <laughs> true. Is in full agreement that the community sucks right now. And, and that, and that the devs aren't doing enough and that it's, it's way bigger of a problem than they think. And that spawns all these side conversations. You think the devs are hiding it so they sell more copies? Is this intentional? Like, oh, like the conspiracy, conspiracies. And it's 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 just it's such a mess. It's such a mess. It, it's and I haven't even dived mess. into it. Like I, yeah, there's so much right. more under the surface. That's yeah. all I've seen is just the Twitter conversations back and forth, kind of like what Sequisha was referencing there. Um, and yeah. no, no one's actually like all of this taking place outside of the game has nothing to do sure. with like mm-hmm. the actual, you know playing of the game it's, it's just like this is where the state of the community is um yeah at the moment yeah like the game's good the players suck yeah yeah, In fact, the game, <laughs> yeah. um the game yeah. actually just didn't it just recently get like a like a, a youtube video came out and the community kind of rallied behind it about changes that were wanted the game and then like a week later the devs were like okay and like put in a bunch of the changes that people have been asking for for a long time i mean right, the game right. itself is actually outside of the cheaters yeah um yeah is it a pretty decent place yeah, yeah. It's it's you know uh, as, as it as Tarkov is always with the bugs and the sound and 
Sure All the general right Tarkov tomfoolery. Right. I, I think to to like extract the what I took from that whole conversation is like multiplayer gaming kind of sucks in a lot of ways these days because there's just so much cheating. Like it's so easy to get sort like aim hacks, wall hacks. It's just such an easy thing these days. Um, And I I mentioned like you can go and very easily get cheats for playing uh, rocket league. So they exist for every fucking form of game that you can practically think of that has a multiplayer component to it. Um, And it, it is, uh, and there's people cheating in Roblox for crying out loud. Like these are children. Yeah. You're making yeah. kids cry. Like <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So someone that is someone that plays a lot of like multiplayer games, it, it, it's, it's, I mean, this, it's sad, this, I guess. This just goes back to the thing, the, the, the base, which I think is a, a valid argument. It's like the easier the cheats get, the, the easier the cheats are to get, the more important it is for the devs figure out how to lock that shit down in any way they can right. because like it yeah you know, it's, it is beginning to the point where all you have to do is basically think about it google it and the first or second sponsored link on right. google will be to a valid cheat that will work for what they want to do well and it's so it's, it's like, a business now like you yeah, they, exactly. they don't you don't just download these cheats you join a discord and they give you a link to go pay for something and then they give you the actual like it's a proper there's money involved it's not just downloading and executable from some weird shady fucking website anymore. Right. Um, and, and it begs the question too, like some of these anti-cheat joints like battle eye or whatever else makes you wonder what are they doing at that office? And like, are there different tiers of like, okay, well, if you get the basic package, we'll ban oh, like the five guys. Every oh, day. oh, you mean at the companies oh, yeah. or the, the anti-cheat? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it makes, you know, it's like, well, are they also moonlighting at night making the actual cheats? Cause it generates more revenue. Like, I, I don't know. It's but it is I'm, a mess. Yeah, it's a mess. I'm curious. Do any of you guys have any knowledge of like how much power do devs have to actually combat some of these cheat programs? Like well, how the cat mouse. are they? It's, yeah, it's, con- it's always yeah. back and forth. Evolving. That's exactly right. It's constantly evolving, which is one of the reasons it's it's you know we say you know oh yeah de- devs just have people stop cheating five head easy <laughs> right you know it's it right. is it is something that constantly needs to be changed, addressed, yeah, updated. Um, I mean, uh, and the to, second the second that they fix one cheat, it's just going to spawn more. That's right. Bungie's been uh, pretty public about suing and and winning in a lot of the cases. These these cheat creators. I think they just had one this past week where they it was like a seven point or seven million dollar fine or six point five million dollar fine uh, to mm-hmm. one of these like cheat creators for Destiny. Um, so it like there there are forms of combating it. I, I think the other. The other thing too is you look at, um, and this is where I, I got to be careful because I don't necessarily know the statistics. But I think the best way to combat a lot of this stuff is to have what people like Valorant or, or uh, things like Valorant has, where it's a root, right? Like the anti cheat runs at the kernel level of a PC. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't want that on their PC for good reason, right? Because if Valve or if, if uh, not Valve, sorry, if Riot ever wants to execute code. At the kernel level, they've got it. They can do that, uh, and so they're fearful. God of forbid, that. God forbid, someone gets access to that that's not them. Totally, yeah. Like yeah. someone finds a way to break Leaks in have that door. They, yes. They're making a door that someone could exploit, be it them or someone else. Yeah. Yes, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um, and so I, I think that is like one of the most effective ways to combat it. But then it's like, well, do I want to give battle? Is also kernel based. Yeah. Do I want to give ten cent 
you know, kernel level access to my PC? Do I, what if a leak happens? There leaks happen all the time. Exactly what Co was just saying. Um, and, and exactly what Sequisha said. It's a cat and mouse game, right? Like you update one thing, they update it. Then you update it again. Then they update it. Then you push a big update. Oh, they fix something. They change something up. They're doing it a different way. Um, so it's just, yeah. I don't know if there's ever a, a solution to it, right? It's probably going to have to get to a point where there's like, you know, legal stuff kind of like in South Korea where, you know, cheat developers or I, I think even people cheating can get like jail time. Really? Um, well, I mean, yeah, Bungie is leading the way with the suing. And yeah. They're actually, oh, yeah, which is great. But Well, Epic did that for, for like for Fortnite years ago uh, for some cheat developers or something like that. Um, oh, but yeah. Yeah. Ho- hopefully it's more popular that kind of thing to scare people from, <laughs> from making the cheats to begin with. Yeah. yeah. I know in, um, for lost Ark in Korea, the cheating was so bad that they had to have people make an account with their equivalent of like a social security number, like linked to your account. So like to prove that you're a real person because the bots right. were just, they just could not wow. keep up with them. Yeah. So they had, so everyone that's on lost Ark in Korea is like signed in through their official government documentation. So that way it cuts down the bots. Yeah. Yeah. I think we heard, we heard you like destiny. Well, we'd love your social security number. I think yeah. at least in regards in. to the South Korea ID thing that they have, I'm fairly certain not that I've ever done this a couple months ago, uh, <laughs> that you can kind of get around that somewhat easily. Uh, so <laughs> just to get, of in, course, of course you can. Yeah. Get into some betas, uh, once upon a time of, of things back in the day that required a, a South Korean identity or something like that. Yeah. JP is now banned in Korea. I'm right. out. I'm, I'm no longer, uh, I'm can no longer visit the incredible country of South Korea. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. I think that's it for news. Anything else you guys saw this past week? Uh, I'm just kind of scrolling through this. We could talk game releases cause I know we've been playing them. Uh, oh, yeah. uh let's do some, some woe long conversation. Uh, yeah, sure. So the, the big thing about Wolong, I think, was performance, at least on PC, is where people were complaining, right? It's another Koei Tecmo Tech launch yeah, with, with some performance issues. Mouse and keyboard, absolutely abysmal. Uh, crashing issues, graphic issues, performance issues. It is, it is, not, it is not a solid PC product. Is this, this is the, what Wolong, that's that new PlayStation 3 title, right? <laughs> it came out last month yeah yeah this is uh this is it right here the playstation 3 graphics right here well long uh no you're playing the steam version right co mm-hmm. so i are you experiencing any stuff because i played the windows store version and mine was fine but we're on like nice rigs top on pc top of the line rigs so it's hard to say my performance was not super bad in fact my performance was pretty consistent and it was pretty good the whole time however Especially as I got to the second half of the game, I was crashing about once an hour, sometimes back to back. Wow. Um, the I constantly in the game would experience this random flickering where both the character and the entire screen would just flash white. Uh, never could get a way to get that to stop. Uh, there were some, some rare times in a boss fight where button prompts weren't working properly. And then I did have one boss fight that I think there was a performance issue because it was actually slowing down. It was like, the, the the fight would go like normal speed and then all of a sudden it would slow down when the enemy would do like, this like certain bullet move. time like literally like like underwater like my character would feel like it was going underwater and that happened oh, a few wow. other times in the level as well 
I was very, very strange. Yeah. Um, and then I thought I thought it was just like maybe a, an effect or something an enemy was going on me. And chat was like, no, no, this is when this is the performance issue. Like I had that happen on the first four jungle level. yes yes the jungle yeah. level yep that's that happened to me. that's where it happened to me too yeah so apparently that that has something to do with the performance stuff um so yeah i mean it, it's the thing about wolong is it's it's kind of a, a a hybrid of neo and sekiro it's it's fun to play the upgrade paths are pretty fun the weapons are pretty cool the spells and stuff are pretty cool the boss and enemy stuff is fun but it basically it's the, the whole thing is just kind of okay. Like the story is just kind of there. The levels feel very Neo, which if you love Neo is fine, but it, it's not really progressing there. The last level feels exactly like the last levels of Neo. It's very strange. Oh no. Um, okay. Yeah. And, and like, uh, it's just, it's just, it's just a whole lot of okay. And then you put that with the tech issues and stuff. And that's where I think a lot of people feel it's a little less than okay. But the gameplay is good. The gameplay, it feels good. I love the parry timing. It's it's an easier game. I would rate it as one of the easiest games of this type. Um, just because of the the amount of tools they give the player and the the overall difficulty. It it felt just pretty easy. Yeah. Um, it's not a bad thing. I mean, it, it's it's you know, it's not a bad thing at all. It's approachable um, for sure. It, I, yeah, it's very it's much more approachable. I'd say it's one of the most approachable games of its type. Yep. Yeah, we were we were talking about after it a the first boss. <laughs> right yeah funny enough uh the fucking first boss is like the biggest hurdle i've had in that game and and a lot of that yeah. is because we we're talking about the npcs prior to going live um this this uh sun yin person here that ko has walking around with them uh you can get up to two of those in a um in a, a map whatever um and they really help because they will just take you know an enemy and kind of deal with them off to the side or uh, pull aggro and they'll run after them or whatever. And you can choose to play without those NPCs and the game becomes a lot harder. But uh, the benefit of having them is as you play with them more often, they level up. And once they get to a certain level, you can actually get their gear. And their gear is pretty good. Um, I don't know how good. I just know that it's pretty good. Co, can you speak it's, to how good it it's is? It's good. Absolutely. Okay. I, I actually got the dude that has the glaive up to max level and I got his glaive and I've ridden that out. The entire rest of the game. Nice. Like, I loved it. Okay. Um, so it's, so it's, it's beneficial it's then to play with them. Oh, absolutely. It's beneficial. I, I mean, a, a true player, like a true completionist is going to want to max every single thing. Cause that's where some of the best weapons are. Yeah. They also, a lot of times will have like unique abilities for those weapons. So yeah. So did, and then, and when you get their loot, then their loot starts dropping in the game. So oh, it's like, it's, it's okay. all sorts of beneficial and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go, going to the first boss. It's interesting because the first boss is actually very easy but it expects you to beat it in a very certain way. The whole yes. point of the first boss is that, that the first phase is you're learning normal parrying and just kind of staying away. And the second phase is all about learning about red, red dot parrying. And it's actually like, again, it's, if you don't know that, which I didn't the first time I fought him a few times and you're just running up to him, like, you know, a dark souls or Neo boss and trying to get as much damage in as you can, like he's going to kick your ass. It's tough. It's really hard. But then you're like, okay, let me just slow it down. Stay away from him you know, focus on my parrying, only do the red dot stuff in the second phase. And all of a sudden it's like, when I played it through the second time, I, I just, I one shot him. It's kind of kept on going because again, he's like, it's, it's like a, it's, it's a tutorial boss. It's not an actual boss. It's a, and here's what's wild. It, the tutorial is so good on that boss that you beat that boss and pretty much every boss for the rest of the game 
is significantly easier because yeah. you now know the secret to beating it. Yeah. So it's it's I do feel that they probably went a little bit overboard with it. I think that that I like the idea of the first boss being this major tutorial, but I feel like they should have like really made it a tutorial and slowed those moves down and maybe during the first move paused it and be like this is when you're supposed to do that thing we've been telling you about you know like really really <laughs> kind of accentuate the fact that you know you have to beat this guy in a certain way if you want to be able to effectively and easily beat him and, right. and then more importantly be like you learn how to do this this is the game like this is the rest of the game is, is learning these pretty basic mechanics that you don't necessarily know at the start and then just repeating that out so yeah um but yeah, it was it was definitely a choice to make a two phase boss with the three first boss. Well, yeah, and, like and, that's that's kind of wild. It almost sets uh, in a lot of ways. It set kind of like false expectations for the game because I was like, "Wow, this is pretty fucking hard." And then exactly like you said, I didn't have any struggle after that. Um, yeah. And and the other maybe like I agree with you that the game is like all right. That's how I would uh, would view this game. I dropped out a little bit after this level, so you have a lot more uh experience on it, so anything that I say I'll I'll make sure that you can quantify that. But the biggest issue I had with the game is that the best way to do anything in this game is to wait for an attack, specifically a red attack. There's no reason to like attack a mob because you do like so little, at least I did so little damage that I would just sit back and wait for a red parry to occur so I could actually like do damage. Does that ever change at all, Co? or is that kind of the game? So interestingly enough, I, I felt very similar to the way you did, especially after that first boss fight and seeing my chip damage from like my big four hit combos on him. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I went glaive because it's one of the highest damage weapons I could find that still offered me a little bit of maneuverability. And then the rest of the game was basically figuring out how I can use spells to keep myself tanky and all of my equipment. I suspect for more damage, more, um, more heavy acclimation. So I could use that more. Like you're absolutely right. Now, once you get the, the glaive, you know, up in levels and you're upgrading your weapons and, and you're, you're then you, at that point, you're starting to chunk enemies. So normal enemies will just fall to a few of your hits, right. but even the larger enemies, you know, you'll start doing significant damage. To them. Um, but no, I mean, at an, a 100% valid, possibly intended way to play this game is to just bait out attacks and then get the time very, very, very secure. Um, where you just bait out the attacks, you wait for your opening. Um, you learn the mobs move sets and you parry those to get the big hits. Cause the big hits, I mean, even if you have a weak weapon, they do expect the big hits, do tons do of damage. huge amounts of damage, huge yeah. amounts of damage. And in fact, that's how you beat some of the bosses. Um, the only other boss I had trouble with is a, is a guy named Lubu. And funny <laughs> enough, the reason I had so much trouble with him, was because I fell into the, this is a Dark Souls game. This is a Neo 2 game of like trying to beat him and stuff. And then after dying a bunch of times, I was like, okay, hold on. Let me let me do this guy like he did the first boss. And I just relatively easily beat him at that point. So it's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's very much the, I don't want to say it's the right way to play, but it is the easiest way to play this game, to bait out attacks and, and just get the red dot timing down. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned the... Uh... Oh, don't pursue him, by the way. Don't pursue him. Okay. Don't pursue Lubu. Okay. Don't pursue Lubu. Got it. Got it. I was laughing because Lubu's got some Dynasty Warrior. Uh, all all of these characters were in Dynasty Warriors at one point, so that's where I recognized. I pursued Lubu, and it was and that was the problem. But you shouldn't problem. have done. I that. pursued him. I shouldn't, shouldn't have done, done that. that. Yeah, shouldn't have done it. Uh, we've talked about it before when speaking about Wolong, but I think it, it's worth mentioning again for people that hadn't played it because it it is a new take on kind of the a Souls like game. 
the way that a level starts there in the center, bottom center of the screen where it says 17, um, they do a cool thing to where as you progress in the level and unlock the different flag points, which you can see in the top right hand uh, corner of the screen, as you get those, then you're kind of like respawn slash base level uh, increases. Fortitude. Yeah, fortitude. Um, and that basically impacts how much damage you will deal against other enemies who have a fortitude level themselves. And it's a really cool way being the importance. Yeah. The difference being the importance. It's a cool way to like, it's an interesting way to go into a level and not be completely over leveled to where it's not difficult. However, I felt like it was pretty easy to get over that number quickly. And then it becomes kind of irrelevant. Does that change at all? Like, I guess if I'm dying a lot more than it would reset, but I, the game's not super difficult in that regard. Not really. Um, and, and the thing is, is as you progress in the game, you actually get more and more ways to tangibly interact with your morale level. So like you get elixir. So in other words, when you start a game, you can down an elixir or when you start a level, you can down an elixir and immediately gain one morale level. So I, I do have to say, and I'm, I re- immediately regretted not talking about this a little bit in my thoughts video that I made after I beat the game today. The morale level in this game is actually a super cool concept. Yeah. Um, it's the idea where every every time you enter in a zone, every time you play a map, you are basically almost RPG-style leveling in it. And 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 that difference makes it so, like, like, there's some levels, for instance, where you start the level and you go down, you can just go down the progress path, you know, zero, one, two, three, four, fives kind of thing. Or you can go slightly off, like, at the very first level, and there's a level 15 tiger, and you're, like, three. And it's like, and that guy will hit you like a truck. And it's like, you have to make the decision. Like, do I want to go keep leveling a little bit and then come back? Or do I want to try to just man mode this tiger and just get <laughs> killed a bunch of times? But, and, uh, and that kind of thing, that kind of thing is cool. The other thing too, is if you die, that mob gets harder. If you die, the mob gets harder. If you, um, and, and, and your fortitude level is always your base level. So if you're act, if you're being thorough, then you, then you stay higher leveled. If you kill the mob, you get morale back. And then the big thing, and this is a big kicker, especially in later levels. If you get hit by a red attack, your morale level drops by one. Oh, really? Yes. That so sucks. what that, what that <laughs> does is when you start getting to the later levels and like every single enemy is starting to, you know, relatively use red attacks. If you're not perfect parrying, which I was not. You know, you're kind of constantly fighting at the beginning. And another interesting thing is that the spells in the game, uh, there's five different things. There's like a wood, metal, fire, earth, and water. I water, say. Yeah. Uh, and, and you level those up and get spells. You can see in the bottom right of the screen down there. Those spells require you to be a certain morale level. So when you start a level, you can't just immediately cast your highest level spells. Um, and that also, and something I didn't do, which I wish, which I, wish I had done, is the game actually has in any resting area uh, preset things you can do. So you can have a preset spell loadout for zero morale, and then you can have a preset spell morale spell uh, spell loadout for five morale. And you know you can be constantly switching between them as you level up your morale through levels. So you constantly have spells. But what I did, like an idiot, is I just rode around with my highest level spells and just didn't do spells until I leveled up <laughs> in each round, yeah. like an idiot. So you know they give you the tools to do all that kind of stuff. Um, or you can just you know, know, not deal with it like I did if you don't want it. Yeah. You know, Co, for you saying the game is like okay, you sound pretty excited explaining these systems here. The so systems are cool, though, right? Dude, yeah. The gameplay is the best part. Like the problem yeah. is that the rest of it really just like like the story is like only there to move things along. The levels are basically Neo if you played Neo, and like I said, the last right, ones are right. almost identical. 
Um, the fights are, are, are fun and the gameplay mechanics are fun. They're the best part. Um, but just, again, everything else is kind of okay. And then, again, you put the tech issues on top of it and the whole package just becomes like, right. okay. Yeah. That... Um, no, I mean, hey, I finished a game and I had a good time with it. Like, it was, it was a fun game. And exploring those mechanics and the crafting system and stuff, easily the best part. Yeah, my, my experiences with tech issues, I game ran fine, didn't really have any of that uh, stutter-wise or didn't have the, the flashbang issue that, that Ko was referencing. I did uh, fight a boss... In the middle of the cutscene after the boss, the game crashed, loaded back into the game, and it acted like I didn't beat the boss. So I had to fight the boss again. Uh, and that really sucked. So mm-hmm. it it's it's on Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass, you can grab it, and that's probably the best place to play it. Otherwise, I think it's a $70 game. Um, but it's Koei Tecmo. Wild Hearts was another game by Koei Tecmo. The PC port of that was pretty rough. PC port of this is pretty rough. Uh I can't speak to the console version of the game, but I don't think I've heard any complaints about it. Um, it seems to just be the PC port know. is a little bit yeah. rough. Yeah. Uh, when I was playing it, um, I had the sa- same issue I had with Neo, which is like, Neo's fun. It's a good game, but it's just like, it doesn't pull me in like the Souls games do. There's just something, something there that From Software has in it that just pulls you in that neo and this game just don't do for me like me and co were having this exact conversation yeah yeah i was having fun with it it was it's a fun experience but just it didn't feel like the need to go further than a few hours yeah once i played a few hours beat the first few bosses i'm was mastering the 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 pairing as i was playing very passively just pairing and reacting to parries and i was just like slaughtering everything that way yep (laughs) and yeah it just like i just felt like when I had my first three hours, I was done with it. I'm like, okay, I, I, I feel like I, fe- I felt most of the game, and like I don't really feel like I needed to continue. I didn't have that like that pull that somehow From Software puts in their games that every other game like it just somehow seems to miss something. I don't know what they do, but somehow they're just level design and like atmosphere unique is just really good in there. Yeah, yeah. One one thing about especially and and I I love Neo too, but I'll be the first to talk critically about this. And this game suffers from that even more where it's like, you just don't really care about the story. Yeah. Like they, they try so hard to present you with like these characters and their problems and all this stuff going on. But it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, man, it's just, it's just not, it's just not doing it. It just doesn't do it. You don't, you don't, in my opinion, I do not play these games for the story at all. Um, it's like, like at all. So if, if that's the kind of thing where, that's something and dark souls. I feel like you almost always have at least a goal in dark souls. You're always moving forward. But in these games, if you're not a, a real fan of the gameplay and the mechanics in the loop, you don't get that feeling of going forward because the story's there, but you don't really care about it. And the progression is just out. It's the progression is just numbers and, and set bonuses and colors getting, you know, going up. So in dark souls and games like that, you know, there's this, constant feeling of accomplishment that in these games you just don't really have in a lot of ways yeah yeah the souls game just somehow like the levels in this game um and will long like they felt like as jp was saying it felt like uh neo if i i were like they're fun to combat in there but they don't have like that mystery of like you hear a sound in a cave and you don't know what the hell that's going to be when you walk around the corner like that sense of fear or dread to like pull you around and the the maps were just kind of 
nice, but not not like I didn't feel like I needed to explore every nook and cranny to get all the secrets because just felt something like there wasn't that tangible like <clears throat> desire to find out what's over in that corner. What's you're just what's like, in that well, cave, we, or you know, we just gotta get through this shit map. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you're not wrong. Man. A lot of ways. Neo Neo maps Neo from one Neo two and this game the maps are very formulaic. Very similar. Very formulaic. Yeah. Very, 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 uh, like, they're there to kind of, like, again, kind of like the story, just to push things forward and give the player an, uh, an arena to do, you know, <laughs> the gameplay and the mechanics. But yeah, and every so often you get the forest map or the cave map and stuff like that. But, yeah. you know. Well, that's my, my Twitter comment was a little bit uh, made for Twitter. So I didn't get it. I got less engagement on it by removing, by, by being careful about my words. The best thing I could say about this game for me, was in playing it, I just wanted to play more Elden Ring. Like, it just made me want to play more Elden Ring throughout this. And I was like, well, maybe I'll get that randomizer thing and just, like, you know, see how that goes. Or maybe I'll check out the seamless co-op thing, uh, the, the, like, mods to, it, you know, increase gameplay of, of Elden Ring, which are all fantastic from everything that I've seen about it. Um, but it, it just made, it reminded me of that world and made me miss that world that I had already spent, I don't know, 100 plus hours in. Uh, like yeah. most people that played Elden Ring. I felt so, the same way about Neo 2, funny enough. Oh, where you just wanted to play more This, this Dark game Souls. just made me want to play Neo 2. Oh, play Neo 2, like, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. like the, the mechanics... The, this game is kind of like a simplistic version of Neo 2 in a lot of ways. They They do away with a lot of the stances and the more complex combat system for like basically a glorified health bar and, yeah. you know, a much simpler approach to to just focusing on the parries and stuff. So... When I got to the end of this one, I was kind of like, okay, now I'm warmed up. I'm feeling good about this. Now I kind of want to play the advanced version, you know, yeah. like I want to play the, the, the kind of deeper version. And yeah, but, uh, yeah, I definitely feel you with that comment. Yeah. So I think, it, I think me and co are in agreement saying like game's fine. It's, you know, seven out of 10, eight out of 10 mm-hmm. game. If you want to, if you're looking for something to, to grind away at play at souls, like play this, it's, it's on game. If you Pass. are a fan of Neo content, it is, absolutely worth a look on game pass yeah like there's there's enough there's enough fun gameplay in this to to take a look if that's your thing yeah if you're not a neo fan though this game will not win you over most likely i would agree it's not yeah, yeah. Not dan you put it down for good right you played for like three hours and you're good yeah i didn't feel like i need to keep going okay kind of like wild hearts which was i think better than this one um it just made me want to play monster hunter it's sure just like it play was the good original. yeah had fun, but it had some cool ideas, but it just didn't draw me in like Monster Hunter does. There's something about something about like play like these games, like it's close. It's just missing some secret sauce that the original devs of those original games like have in there that other devs just can't quite grasp. And I don't know what it is either myself. Yeah. Yeah. And Sequisha, you don't play PS3 games, is what I gathered. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't play this one. <laughs> Have you played any of the the Neos? Or are you pretty much like a, a oh a Neo? You yeah, Neo, Neo and everything. Okay, yeah. Elden Ring. You know, I knew like you played like stuff. the the From Software stuff, but I didn't know if you differentiated right. outside of that. Yeah, yeah, Neo's cool, cool too. It kind of reminds me a little bit more of like the Ninja Gaiden, like a little bit more. Or Devil May Cry ish actiony, a little bit more rather than like the deliberate, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, definitely pretty punishing, which which I enjoy. Yeah, but I, I definitely want. Uh, I don't know. There's something about this particular one that wasn't didn't seem like it was going to have enough to grab me. And and I've been kind of knee deep in Path of Exile right now too. So yeah, yeah, makes sense. 
Uh, Dan, what have you been playing? What, uh, what's been going on on your channel? Um, I, my favorite type of game to stream is simulator games. Okay. And I've been playing for like a week, this chef game where you just cook meals and run a restaurant. <laughs> Let's talk and about it. Like for I me, would love to know more about this game. I've seen you streaming it for like the last, what, week and a half? Almost. Yeah, it's <laughs> called Chef's Life, um, a restaurant simulator. And basically the basic gameplay loop is you, you're running a restaurant. You're the head chef. You have a couple sous chefs. You order, order um, from stores to stock up on ingredients. And then you make recipes. Um, you have like a, it's broken up. The day's broken up in three periods, morning, afternoon, and service at the end. So the morning and the afternoon, you get to like prep your meals, like put stuff in the fridge, you know. And it has some of the most highly detailed like recipes where you just do everything from chopping the onions to like slicing to putting the ingredients in the right place, cooking them in the right order. And for me, I love that kind of stuff a lot where they like simulate stuff because real life cooking um, involves a lot of cleaning. And this one doesn't involve any of that because it's fake. They don't make you so clean. I get oh, to... <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then the, the sous chefs will wash dishes for you. So I don't even have to wash the pans. They even oh, fake tend to. Okay. So it's great. I can just like make uh, recipes. And so at the, so you practice recipes by making them. They have a lot of French and Italian cuisine. Um, you grab ingredients. You prepare them. The comp, As you play, the game gets progressively more intense because the recipes become more complex. As you upgrade your recipes, you upgrade your um, skills. So that way, eventually, you become like, a Michelin star chef where you're making like really complex stuff. And then like, then you have a service where you like cook meals that people order, you, you set the menu. And then it's it just for me, like a really fun simulator game. For people that like to like pretend like they're running a business or a restaurant. Um, but I've been obsessed with this game because it's complex. It's deep. It's a little bit buggy. There's some bugs. The devs have been patching out, but I I'm obs- I've been obsessed with it because it just appeals to me so much. So is this an early game recipe that we're seeing here? Like where where would you, where would you uh, quantify this, probably, this at? This is probably a mid game recipe where there's like to make one meal you have to do five steps. You have to first make a sauce, then you make a a a, a stock to put it. Then you then you um, grill something, and then you combine those three ingredients to into a stew, and then you make a go cook a topping for the stew, and then you. Then you go and you play all the items together, and then it scores you about how well you did technically. Because during each recipe, you have to uh, like sometimes put a lid on it, or put the right spices in at the right time, or make sure the right temperature. If you mess any of that stuff up, it lowers the rating down. Uh-huh. All while um, during service, they have like timers on the like a customer orders, and you have a certain amount of time to make that order. So you can prep ahead of time in the morning, try to make things quicker. Um, but you got to rush and use your sous chefs to like um, help you make the meals in a time limit or you can turn the time limit off if you don't want it, which is nice. Um, but yeah, this is pretty in game. Um, the recipes I'm practicing. Um, it's in the afternoon, so I'm practicing new recipes. And then once you make a recipe once you can add it to your menu and then the menu determines like what meals you'll make during the service at the night where you make all your money and make the meals for customers. So as far as like cooking game goes, if that's a genre, Mm -hmm. most of those are like mini games. This is not a mini. Yeah. Game. This is not like a mini game. You're like practically like played up is a played up or overcooked or yeah. like little mini games. This is pretty complex. Yeah. Like you slice the veal, you chop up the um, ingredients. Like 
you do every step of recipe and the recipe you like pretty close to how they're actually made in real life <laughs> yeah can you can you like fuck not. up the food okay all right you, you can burn the food you can um mess it up entirely if you forget the wrong ingredients it just goes poof and um there's difficulty settings so you can like change it if you don't want to deal with that you can make it so recipes never burn if or um you have infinite time for the recipes if you want more of a casual experience but overall it's just very fun if you like simulator games and it's about 30 bucks so it's not gonna break it looks pretty cool yeah it yeah it honestly now, is are like, you yeah go ahead Cole. i was gonna say are you, are you still playing it um or yeah you, i'm like done i'm gonna keep playing because i'm i'm i've been playing for seven days about eight hours a day Damn. and i'm only about three-fourths through the recipe menu <laughs> and I'm starting to get to the really advanced recipes, the gastronomic, as they call it, meals, where you start getting Michigan, Michelin stars and stuff. Wow. For 30 bucks, a, that's good value. A lot of complexity, and it's pretty challenging, and it's a lot of managing. If you like if you like chaos and like managing a bunch of different crafting stations all at once, I think you'll like this kind of game. All right. Um, is there like a story or something that's like progressing you forward, or is there, it just the story? Yeah, there's like... There's like little stories, like the sous chefs you have a little story and they like have like little missions. People show up in the restaurant and will have like a goal. Like we need we're having like a a seafood week. We'd love you to make a menu of just seafood dishes or just vegetarian dishes. And if you do that, we'll give you extra money or give you some like coupons. And you can customize the look of everything from the tables to the kitchen counters to the floor, the walls. Um, your pots and pans, your outfit, your character you make custom. That's why mine looks kind of like me, is you can make your own custom character. Yeah, it's, and you can move like all stash. of the workbenches in the kitchen wherever you want them to go. So you can swap it around. It's just the way I laid out my kitchen. Huh. Overall, I, as a simulator fan, super fun. Yeah, it, it's honestly the first cooking game where, it, like, how much do you think you could actually go and try to replicate some of this? Like, have you learned any dishes that you want to try to make? is it that there's, there's no like there's no actual measuring of how much of something you just magically okay. always have the right amount Got so it. It, it is gamified you don't have to peel the onions but you do chop them you don't throw away the stuff it's little things like that so it is gamified but you at least can see most of what all the ingredients would be in most of these dishes like um duck confit or um duck a la orange or something yeah it's it's really really cool there's a lot of um italian dishes so you like hand make pasta and the sauce, and then you mix it in the pan the way Italian uh, chefs do. It's very fun, and you and you get to choose what your menu is each day. So, and if as you make the meals, you can make them more complex, and which increases the price they sell for, and also how many steps there are to, to prepare at each meal. So it's like there's a lot of complexity, and every single recipe has that upgrade system. So there's hundreds of recipes and um, in the game, and I've only unlocked three fourths of them after seven days of playing. So you don't have any Michelin stars in your restaurant yet? No, I have, don't have Michelin star yet. <laughs> okay, you're almost there. I think it. I think it's funny with Chef's Life. It's like, all right, we're sitting down for a 24 hour stream of Chef's Life. Anyway, you like ordering like food on on Uber Eats or DoorDash yeah. or something while you're fucking making food that, for like fucking yep. 12 hours straight. <laughs> that is a good point. It's one of those things that's like that's a streamer. Like, that's only a streamer situation of like, I got to get Uber Eats yeah. real quick, guys. Let me put this duck confit on the grill and then I'm going to get some fries and a burger. <laughs> yeah, I will pretend to make a gourmet meal, but I'll actually eat some fast food or something <laughs> while I'm playing. That's great. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, is there like, 
any DLC or anything for this? Like, is it just a $30? It's rare to see just a $30 entry for this type of stuff. It's $30, and then they, they have a um, $10 DLC you can buy now, which comes out later this month, where you can make pizzas. Oh, okay. So, okay. so it's going to be probably those ones where they have like little packs where they add more like things you can make over time. It sounds pretty cool. That sounds awesome, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. The it's the fact- same devs, believe it or not, at Blood Bowl. Uh, what? Wait, wait, yeah. what? Huh? <laughs> I know. And uh, ironically, the studio's wait, name Nacon? is Cyanide Studios, which for cooking is a little sus. Yeah. <laughs> a little, little suspect there. That's okay, though. Yeah. Wait, so the same devs in terms of Nacon? Like, who? Wh- yeah, Nacon is the publisher. Oh, the publisher. And then, um, okay. Cyanide Studio um, is a studio, at least on Steam, that may be mislabeled. Is um, They have this them credited for um, Blood Bowl and some other games. Yeah. Weird. So that's what the Blood Bowl devs have been doing. Instead <laughs> yeah. of fixing their game. <laughs> yeah, they've been cooking. They've been cooking. Awesome. Okay. I might, I might check this out. This looks fun. It looks like a fun time. It Can you skip? If there's three-fourths of the game, is it like too basic to be fun? Or is it is it still fun regardless of like how in-depth the recipes are? Um, It is it's fun if you as a player like simulating crafting stuff. If you're the type of player that likes to chop the wood and get the bolts and then make an item and then okay. sell it. If you like business kind of games where you're like crafting things, I think this will really appeal to that kind of a game. What, what are you making um, when you start off? Like uh, gourmet peanut butter sandwiches? <laughs> you you make like base steak level? and potatoes. Okay. Uh, okay. You know, like a grilled sandwich. Um caprese salad simple pasta okay from a box and then you eventually make your own pasta and then you make then you like grind up the meat and make your own ground meat hamburgers instead of prepackaged. so the ingredients go up over time and so does the complexity of the the, the menus and your staff becomes so good they're a little bit broken where you can just <laughs> have them make every recipe for you and just sit there and just wait man after you like after you level them up a lot, it takes oh. a long time to get there, but they can just make a meal as, almost as good as you can, and you can just farm money if you just want to do that. And then fire them. You're like, you two kids, get the hell out of here. <laughs> Unfortunately, in the game, there's not, you don't have a lot of control over the dining room or your staff. They're kind of chosen for you. Um, mm. So it's more of a restaurant simulator, um, a kitchen simulator, than it is really like a whole business simulator. Because you don't, you don't pay your staff. They oh. all work for free for some okay. magical reason. Well, let's get to, don't yeah. let Twitter hear that. Right. We got to move forward. Quick. I know. <laughs> uh, what's the name of your restaurant? Do you get to name your restaurant? Yeah, you can change your restaurant. What's the, what's the um, name of yours? Mine was Dan's Alamim. Dan's nice. Strong. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Got a perfect. All right. That's uh, French. Chef's Life, a restaurant simulator. Uh, only, only PC? Does this have any consoles? PC and consoles are coming this month. The console versions. Oh, okay. So cool. Switch and PS4 and Xbox. Wild. This is one of those things where I I would never. It totally makes sense that this game exists. I would never know that it exists outside of you yeah. telling us. Too about many it. games coming out all the time nowadays. They lot lot of get lost in the cracks. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, they're all over the place. Uh, Sequisha after Path of Exile. What's on What's on your radar? I know you said you're kind of looking for stuff. What 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 are you looking forward to? Well, d- the next dark and darker test—that's a little, a little ways out. That's April. Okay. Um, this month, March. Yeah, so I guess that's like within a little more than a month. Um, I guess there's Diablo Four beta. What in three weeks? Two right? weeks. 
Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weekends. Yeah, we'll be playing it okay. two weekends from now. I'll, I'll, I'll try that finals thing out. Whatever closed beta, I'll figure out how to get in there. I don't know. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the finals, Diablo 4, we'll touch on that. The only thing about Diablo 4 they're going to be doing a bit different is I'm going in blind, hardcore, beta, launch, everything. So it's going to be it's going to be a fun experience for me. Yeah. I know a lot of people want to go like softcore. They're like, okay, we learned the boss fights because this, you know, it could be really rippy. Like, I'm going to have a lot of fun going in there blind and just seeing, seeing what happens, you know? Yeah. It's a fun way to play. Yeah. What about mm-hmm. like uh, big releases for the year? What's, what's your most anticipated? You know, that's a great question, really. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't know. Dark and Darker is just like one of the ones that like I always just, that's what I want to be playing right now. Yeah, that's there's not a whole lot of other things that are just they're not really sticking out. Uh, Resident Evil Four. Um, I mean, like I I, I love the res like survival horror games. I love them. Um, <clears throat> Resident Evil Four. Originally, when the Resident Evil Four came out, it was kind of like they changed the fixed. Sorry, I keep banging my uh, mic. Uh, they they changed from like the fixed camera angles and they kind of made it over the shoulder. Um, and like. I don't know. I kind of changed the changed the game for you. It was kind of like a, the Pearl Jam of uh, res- or survival horror. What I mean by that is like Pearl Jam. I enjoyed Pearl Jam, but like some of the bands that they inspired, was a big fan of like you know, like Creed and Three Doors Down and all these other other bands like that. So it was kind of like a it, it felt like a step in the in a direction that I that was cool, but like wasn't good for the genre. Like Resident Evil Five and Six were. Bad, you know, not no. not as great. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, right, right. It was just a step in the wrong direction. But the remake might be cool. I know a lot of people are hyped about it. But yeah, okay. I'm going to ask you an important question here, Sequisha. Okay, and you sure. have to have a definitive yes or no type <laughs> answer to this. Okay, I'm ready. Where do you sit with the new Zelda? I don't know anything about it. <laughs> Congratulations, that's the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> no just, no well, strong well feelings about the new zelda nothing you did did you not I, touch breath of the wild at all no 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 i didn't just i was too busy interest? playing other stuff yeah yeah okay. i mean i'm just it's just not on, it's like not on my radar it's kind of like if you asked me about you know some new mobile game i yeah you know, i try to stay off my phone so i just wouldn't know okay i guess there's the elusive third answer and that's it's i just don't i haven't played it yeah i i, I think because like the the console i like I normally am just playing on PC and it's been like that for a long time uh, for me. Yeah. Um, consoles. I just don't, I just don't touch. Okay. Is, is, or don't get the opportunity to, because it's sure. not integrated into my mate and into the pilot seat, you know? Yeah. So uh, do do you play or have any interest in like the, the, uh, you know, recently PlayStation's been bringing a lot of its first party stuff to, to PC. Are you playing any of that? Like God of war or last of us later this month or anything? Uh, I'll probably be touched on last of us. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There was, there was something else too, right? Was it uh, that? No, the, well, I did play space remake. That doesn't count. There was something else though. There was a Sony thing that I think I played recently, but it wasn't, it wasn't God of war. What else have they? Um, Returnal Returnal. Returnal, I did, I did. I actually really, what a really cool game loop. Did you did you guys play that? Oh yeah, like yeah, I think we all did. Just like you you dying and then it like changing the story and like, but you still felt like you were making progress in the story. Like really cool way to do that. Uh, although some of the in like I don't normally get like nauseous in like cutscenes and stuff and in, in video games in VR. Um, but man, there were some scenes in that in that game of her like falling over and getting up. Like really kind of made me kind of kind of sick it was kind of really kind of weird 
Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was really strange. Maybe it had something to do with like my frame rate or something. And some of the flashbangs were a little disorienting, but <laughs> I really liked that game. I did, I did not complete it. I went through one cycle of it where it returned back, you know, or whatever. But yeah, yeah. Um, very you cool game. You returned. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. The game was very, very good. Um, I, yeah. I co did a PC uh, version playthrough. Um, I did not. I played it on the, the console. Dan, did you touch the PC version of this? Nice. How did I find the one? I pulled up a literal six hour VOD and the random click is of the game. Crash. I mean, solid port. It right? was faded. Great port. The game's just flawless. It's so good. Yeah. I thought like I was worried because I thought OBS had froze. I was like, are we dropping? Fr- okay. The game's uh, crashing. <laughs> Hilarious. This was one of those games that was just a surprise joy to play. I played it the yeah. on PS5. It was just I did the whole playthrough. It was so much fun. Yeah, and you went. I, I didn't know what to expect when going into it, but when you once you're into it, you're like, "This is brilliant." Yeah, it's yeah, really super good. cool game. Yeah. So you didn't finish it. Do you have any aspirations to go back? Oh, uh, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, just other releases are have just been just games pull me in different directions now. I mean, you know, like. Things like Path of Exile, it takes it's a deep hole, you know. If you if you want to, oh, oh we know get into it. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot going on there. Yeah, and, and I've been saving Ooh. all of that for myself to experience. You know, so now yeah. we're kind of the, the now is like the rainy day because it feels like there's not a whole lot of other things that are pulling me in right now. So. Yeah. So poe till dark and darker is what I'm hearing. Probably. <laughs> oh man. In, okay. Unless like the finals beta is great. I mean, there's a lot of oh. Texas uh, Chainsaw Massacre game coming out this year. Oh, yeah. Well, we we yeah. don't have an exact date, but the good old folks down at Gun Media, uh, yeah, it should be, should be pretty cool. I'm pretty excited about that. I'm a big fan of the asymmetrical horror games because, like, you know, the balancing in, in games like that is pretty, pretty challenging, but yeah. they can be, they can be a lot of fun. Cool. I'm trying to think of like other, we, we got your Zelda take, which is not what I was thinking. Uh, you, you have, Unique takes on things. Final Fantasy 16, or is that on your radar at all? I, I haven't seen the. Uh, it's not on my radar, but you know, it, it it might be it might be something that I should probably force myself to get into and play. Yeah, at least touch on it and, okay. and see. It, so whenever people ask me, I can tell them, you know, like, hey, you got an game sucks, on it. or I think it's great. You know, like sure, so sure. I have some type of foundation. Uh, I'm looking at at other big releases here. Baldur's Gate three? Are you are you a CRPG? Is that outside your wheelhouse? I mean, I loved Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate two, super cool. Baldur's Gate three, I felt like I, I feel like the way that I operate on on my broadcast, I can't play that game because I'm constantly getting interrupted by dialogue from the people oh, in game. Sure, uh, that's kind of like Atomic Heart. Like I was going to play that game, but it just sounded like it was just blabbering the entire time like that guy just would not shut the fuck Crispy up critters. Like, <laughs> yeah i don't know so like th- i'm sure Baldur's gate for people that like that kind of stuff are gonna really enjoy it i just like when, when i played it originally or i guess the act one or whatever like i played it I, and just getting from one side of the room to the other one and like getting the party members to follow without falling off a cliff or an elevator and like one-shotting themselves was like really challenging and then getting interrupted by constant voice acting and dialogue all the time, like was really kind of my mind doesn't, you know, suit well with sure. that. It's it just, you know, fair enough. How do you, how do you, I mean, Co, you're a big fan of that, right? Or, or yeah, or you're destroying his dreams, right? The wedge is being oh. put between the two. 
I, I totally, I totally understand where Sequish is coming from with that. He's, he's definitely not wrong. Um, I, I personally like CRPGs are my favorite kind of game. So that means that my tolerance for that kind of stuff is probably a lot higher, but everything he's <laughs> saying is a hundred percent valid. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I get it. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh, the last big one, Sequisha, I have to know your take Starfield. I think it'll be pretty cool, but they're not known. Bethesda is not really known for doing multiplayer well. So, like, if if you have this big, vast, like, you know, like, universe and the beast building and all that stuff, but you're alone in it, that kind of sucks, right? Is there going to be multiplayer for it? No, I don't think there's any multiplayer. I think it's at least not that it's been announced. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, And that being like. It sounds we think very it's just going to be a giant. Yeah, we think it's going to be like a giant procedural thing, and and that Todd is probably already sixteen times himself and into a new corner with his big claim that it's all going to be like interesting stuff to explore and do. But yeah, it's going right. to be a lot of procedural, from what we understand, a lot of procedural. Yeah, I mean, like that—that's cool to have, you know, the interesting stuff like that. But without anyone to like share it with for such, you know, <laughs> in like your creations, that kind of sucks. So like, I don't know. Just a big fan of multiplayer and interacting with other other people. Sure, yeah. So understandable. Yeah, I get it. But it looks it looks you know, great. It looks great. It does. That's such that's that's a really interesting idea though that you just mentioned because I mean there is going to be like literally hundreds of planets that are procedured there to explore. Like being able to and, and there's base building, so right. like being able to to bring your friends' bases into your planets. You know, and like put the, like that. That would be awesome. Of right. course, they're not going to be able to do that, but that's probably not going to happen, though. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. yeah. If Absolutely. anything, a modder will figure it out, right? Like maybe, yeah. If, if you yeah, if the like game that. is open in that sense that you can mod it, maybe. Yeah, kind of No Man's Sky. Yeah, like Chad's saying, like No Man's Sky. I guess it, yeah. At some point, we're just describing No Man's Sky, right? Yeah, wasn't that yeah, the thing but, at No Man's Sky where they said it was multiplayer and then like it wasn't at the beginning? At the beginning, that is accurate. Yep. Kind of. Right, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. You could even go to the same place in the same planet and, like, stand in the same area and not see each other. It was right, just, like, this right, giant right, yeah. this giant thing. Yeah, it was kind of kind of being a, a thing, a point of contention at that point. I remember yeah. on launch. They kind of said everything about No Man's Sky, then it wasn't. But now it kind of is. Like, they've updated yeah, the game so Yeah, it's getting much. there. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Now you can. Now it's totally multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Works yeah, great. Here it's absolutely. Good, it's good. Yeah, the game's in a good point now. I've heard. I haven't touched it, but yeah, there there is a reason that the game has come so far that you can literally say other games have pulled a No Man's Sky when they've you know gotten updated well or or to a certain point. So I mean, it it stands alone in that field for sure in terms of of how well it's done and how and it's it's still getting free updates. You got one like a week ago. Yeah, we have another huge update talking about yep. it. Yeah, he's he's playing it. Dan, it's did you wild, jump man. into it at all? I know you've you've been on the No Man's Sky yeah. hype for a little bit. I, I try to jump in every update, see what's new and stuff. Um, I they always have like this thing called an expedition now, where um, it's like a series of missions, and when you complete it, you get like permanent cosmetics you can use on all future playthroughs. Little so you jump in and do those. Yeah. Yeah. And Starfield is going to be perfect, and everyone else say, says any differently is just a hater. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Called out. It looks pretty cool. <laughs> and and to like be it. fair, like Bethesda could release a steaming pile of garbage, and modders will take that garbage and make it a goddamn brilliant paradise over the next 10 years. Like m- the modding community for Bethesda is insane. The stuff yeah. they've done for Skyrim and that shitty engine like, from <laughs> 11 years ago, and they're still making stuff for it. Like it, that's just 
my, blows your mind is incredible. Then how many, be... how many? Funny enough, yeah. What's the one product you can't really mod from Bethesda? Fallout 76. 76, yep. <laughs> That is true. Oh, okay. Yeah. On on launch, you guys remember the, the launch? Your frame rate was tied to, like, how fast you could move in-game? And I had just built a brand new computer before I played that game, like top, like top of the line. So I could look down at the ground and I was going like a thousand miles an hour, like <laughs> running across, like past other people and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. No, we, we've discussed Fallout 76 uh, at length on the show for sure. It's, yeah. it's been through its, uh, its, its paces, I guess you could say. Yeah. Interesting yeah. game. Uh, we, Octopath 2. Kyle, you've been playing it at night. Dan, did you play it at all? Yeah. Are you, are you checking that yeah, out? I play a little bit. Yeah, yeah, like, it's 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 the combat is pretty much the same as the first game, which is great because that was yeah. the best part of the first game. Graphics got better. There's more voice acting. The characters are more interesting this time, and I think it's just a really good RPG. Yeah, and if it, and it's very 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 chill. So if you just want to like, I, I recommend playing it like on a Steam. It plays beautifully on a Steam Deck. If you have a Steam Deck, yep. play it in your bed. It's such a good game to just chill out on. Yeah, it's super super cool. It runs Ooh, well. That looks cool. Yeah, Co. I have yeah. to ask. This is a sixty to eighty hour RPG. Uh, are you going to be playing it uh, through that? Are you, like, where where do you sit with it right now? Because you're playing on I'm, your night. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I'm I'm about eight ish hours into it. I want to say, and um, I agree with everything Dan just said. It looks better. All the first characters, uh, stories and chapters. And I've heard it just keeps up with this are fully voice acted. So you can just kind of sit back and chill. It works great for my cozy streams in the evening when I just want to wind out the day and relax. Last night I drank a whole bunch during it It was great. Um, and I'm, I'm on the fifth character working towards the sixth, going to get all the chapter ones and then probably start working through the chapter twos or maybe just do a few characters all the way through. But here's the TLDR. If you would have asked me three or four months ago, I probably would have been like, uh, it's kind of daunting, you know, 60 to the hours in the cozy stream. But I mean, I thought that at the beginning of Chain Echoes. Yeah. And then I, I just played that every night for two weeks until it was done. And I absolutely loved the experience the entire time. And it was phenomenal. So could I play all of this? Absolutely. If it continues to hold my interest as much as it has. And I've tried to be so upfront with my community. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to. I mean, yeah. I got I got pretty far in Octopath Traveler 1 before I started just not liking some of the characters and finding them not interesting at all. And then I found that my gameplay turned into like, I would have trouble enjoying the characters I liked because I knew that the ones I didn't were coming up. And it's like, it, it just, it, it like tainted the good times with just like this. Ugh, I don't even want to do that. You know, I remember at one point during Octopath one, I was like, can I just not complete this dude's story and finish the game? Is yeah. that an option? It wasn't. Um, but yeah, but so far, like, I feel like the storytelling has been leveled up. Uh, I feel like the voice acting has all been good. The dialogue is still a little weak at times, and 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 the writing is still a little weak. But the the overall picture so far for every character I played has been enjoyable. Like I, every night I've ended with, and I'm gonna play this for at least another night, just like I did last night. And tonight I'm playing it again, and we'll see if at the end of the stream I'm still feeling it. And if I am, we'll keep playing it. So that's that's kind of how I'm doing it. I'm not promising some massive playthrough playing it as long as i'm enjoying it and so far i'm really enjoying it cool yeah trying to manage expectations as best as no i that, that's you're 100 that's that's coming through uh because it yeah. it's a 60 to 80 hour rpg right like it's a massive game it uh, looks pretty the, cool oh yeah to its yeah. benefit i've been told and heard 
and it just keeps getting better. I've been I've been told like the chapter twos start getting super interesting. I heard some of the characters' chapter threes are really interesting, and I heard the end of the game is awesome. So it's like if it keeps this level of quality up, I'll probably end up finishing it. Um, if it just keeps being as good as it's been so far. Yeah. I have a quick question. So if if like say if I wanted to play this, should I go back and play the first one? Because I, I oh. didn't touch either of them. Oh. No. no. In fact, no, okay. there's so there's a big uh, writer guy on Twitter. His name is Jason Schreier. Love him or hate him. Uh, and he, <laughs> he played through all of one. And one of the reasons I started two was because one of his tweets was like, yo, I'm actually really enjoying this. And somebody asked him, do I need to play Octopath 1 to enjoy and play two? And he actually goes, not only do you not, but don't play the first one. Because you'll probably, the second one is like so much better that it could like, you know, like just, just play the second one. Like you want your experience to be the second one because it's that much better than the first one in his eyes. Right, right. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a step up. And if you like these old school, and I'm going to say it because this is really where it came from. If you like these old school JRPGs, like (laughs) these, it has that feeling. Like it is classic. It looks classic. Yeah. Um, I wasn't even feeling the story of the first one and the gameplay, which is similar to the first one was enough to carry me through countless hours of not digging the story, which is a huge component of these games. Um, right. but yeah, I, I definitely recommend giving it a try. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of like Chrono Trigger and some of the scenes there, like the kind Absolutely, of, yeah. you know, it, have you, have you never seen the graphics of that game before? I'll try to find, cause if you haven't seen it, it's like a incredibly visually striking game. Uh, if you one? also, this one like right here, it, the one we're talking uh, about. Yeah. Sequisha, if you haven't tried it yet, shout out to also a game called Chained Echoes, which I recently Chained finished. Echoes. I think someone Chained mentioned Echoes. that recently. Yeah, yeah. I started playing that game just to see what it was like, and 30 hours later, it was it was it's phenomenal. Like it's a really really fun. RPG. Yeah, this is the the cool old school stuff. Really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah Dan, I'm really you... big fan of the older. The, like that's when I liked I liked Final Fantasies when they were. More like that. Oh, dude. Ch- <laughs> Not, this game and Chained yeah. Echoes are right up your alley then. Chained Echoes okay. is like a love letter to those games. It's it's basically like it's like a current day retro chrono trigger is the best way I can say it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Dan, did you check that out? Did you play Chained Echoes? I haven't. I heard it's really good though. Man, you should play it. Yeah, we we're both. I bet you'd like it, Dan. Is there any is there any voice acting in it or is it just um just text? I don't I don't think I don't think there's acting. any voice acting. I had to think for. Yeah, a I'm trying. I'm trying to remember. This Octopath Two has tons of voice acting. It's fully way voice more than I was expecting. The, yeah. Or not fully. I shouldn't um, say fully. Sorry. Uh, yeah, all the main stuff. Seems the chapter like main story stuff. Yeah, but Chain Echoes, I'm pretty sure does not. I was tra- the first thing I thought of was, do I know what any of the characters sound like? No, I don't. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't. I don't think there's any. No, there's not. Yeah. Thankfully, but what to its credit, it does keep the text relatively tight, so you're not like just constantly reading yeah. books. Um, you know, I, I don't really like reading on stream too much and I was able to stream it with relatively no issues. Yeah. I'll check it out then. That sounds great. It's It's really good. It's a lot of reading, but it's not, it doesn't come in huge chunks between the gameplay. Yeah. Yeah. Not like novels, like some games can be. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. How much, uh, does it feel on rails too? Like, or is there areas where you're like, Oh, uh, we've got a boss coming up, I think. So I'm going to go farm this area a little bit. This or is neither it... of the games are on rails. Really, yeah, that's they, true. both both okay. of them um, are are very like they're in in, in chain decos. Slight, slight spoiler, but there is a mechanic that essentially lets you kind of go wherever you want. Um, right. As you as you get towards the first like fifth order of the game, um, and mm-hmm. even even in chain decos, like you finish the first kind of on rails beginning tutorial city area, and then instantly you're in like this giant sandbox that you can kind of go wherever you want to do. 
Uh, Octopath also very interesting. Octopath, there's eight characters and you pick any one of the eight characters at the beginning. And at that point, you can then go around the entire world collecting and learning about the other eight characters. Or you can just like pick a few characters and do their their chapter ones, chapter twos, chapter threes. Uh, or like like what I'm doing, I'm going, just like I said, getting every single character before I start going into any of the stories more. Um, you can do all the chapter twos, then all the chapter threes, or you can like finish the story of just some people. So it, it's very sandboxy in that regard. You can kind cool. of pick your own story, focus on what you want when you want. Yeah. And, and exploration is just crazy in this game. You can yeah. go lots of side stuff. Yeah. You can, yeah. you'll just happen upon a random dungeon and it gives you an, an idea of like what level it is. And yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Like that regard, th- that type of stuff is awesome. If you're just looking to explore um, and you can skip, I don't, I don't recommend it, but you could skip the, the story stuff if you want to, <laughs> like at least chapter one. <laughs> I mean, it's not like a, like you know, I'm like, well, I don't feel like reading today. You know, like I mean, it's nothing like that. It's just you know, some games like Baldur's Gate three, the first act, I felt like it was just kind of constant. You know, it's like okay, all right, cool. Were you done yet? <laughs> I get it. I understand it. Uh, anything else you guys want to bring up before we do some shoutouts, game wise that you've been playing? Looking forward to. No, I'm, I'm in my own awesome. bubble. Yeah. Oh yeah, we haven't talked Ishan at all. Did you finish Ishan? Is are no. you done with it? Okay. No, I've still got to get him out to go. But it's it's okay. Just, we'll it's wait till you phenomenal. finish it then to uh, to discuss it in full. Um, what about last? You guys watching Last of Us? Oh yeah, I'm excited for tonight. Same. I think tonight. Tonight, right? Yes. Yeah. Tonight's. I think it's gonna uh, pop off. Second to last episode. I think it's gonna be a really good episode. If you followed the game. Tonight is the end of winter. Mm. So it cool. could be really cool. <laughs> uh and and good in in that regard. Um mm-hmm. you, you liking it, Sequisha? Are you you into it? Oh yeah, yeah. And it, I actually didn't because you know, I played primarily on PC. I haven't like uh, had consoles hooked up for a while. I didn't play The Last of Us or The Last of Us Two. So the remake when that does or whatever the remaster for PC. Yeah. yeah, That'll be, that'll be a fun new fresh take for me. Wait, I've never actually spoken to someone that's only watched the show. So you have had no spoiler. You have no idea where this goes. Right, right. They're right. So you pretty much just spoiled everything. <laughs> Talking about the winter thing, you know, like oh my god, it's just, <laughs> no, it's just, no, I mean like uh, there's seasons. Yeah, it's, just, so it's fresh. It's fresh. For me. <laughs> where do you, uh, can I throw up the spoiler tag and ask where you think the show's going? Uh, just because I'm so curious because I I don't no, talk to people no, well, about where we're going or about who no, have never played the game that are watching the show. No. Okay, you're not yeah. interested. All right. Well, yeah. I, I am curious if you so, put up thoughts or something on just Twitter because afterwards. if I got it right. You know, I I, yeah, I don't, I don't want to, that's yeah, true. You know. I don't want right. to influence anything. Okay. Right, right, right. Uh, you, you are a unique, uh, unicorn in the world of gaming <laughs> <laughs> that is p- watching the show for the first time. So I'm trying to, to pull that information yeah. out. But, yeah, it'll be cool. Yeah. I'm excited. Cool. Cool. Dan, are you watching it at all? Um, I'm after playing the game so many times, I've just like know the story ahead of time. I, I watched the first episode, see how closely it was following the, games and i was like okay i've had my fill like i don't need to go through the story like for a fourth time sure. i get it but i'll probably wait till they're all out and just watch it one time through just to yeah you know, i think that's to see how doing. their their take yep. on it is but other than that like i think i'm 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 like kind of over the last of us because i've done it so many times 
in so, in game form. I'm kind of like getting jaded with the franchise. Sure. Personally. Sure. Makes sense. Well, I will. Uh, Sequisha, are you are you tweeting your takes on it at all? Where can I find the the Sequisha take on Last of Us episodes? <laughs> I need to know. Oh, I, I, a lot of times too. I know because because not everybody is going to watch it on launch, and some people are like, I, I I really hate spoiling stuff for people, so I I normally try to like keep some of my takes. Okay. I'll just shoot you a DM. Like, yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I'll DM you. I'll get the insider info. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll do That's that. Good. Cool. Let's uh, let's do some uh, shout outs and, and call it a show. Uh, we'll let Co and Dan go first. Sequisha, you can just do what they're doing since this is your first time on the show. Co, what do you got coming up? Where can people check you out? Cool. First of all, big thank you to Dan and Sequisha. It was a pleasure having you two on today. As always, thank you to JP. And I think he's back next week, so we'll see him then. Uh, I am Co. I am currently playing Like a Dragon Ishin. Uh, we just wrapped up Wo Long today. We're doing Octopath Traveler in the evenings. Probably going to start up Phantom Brigade soon. Uh, we got a brand new game on the 10th called Bleak, which looks to be an open world Souls-like game. And I went way under my radar. So we're going to be checking that out. And then as we move into the rest of the month, we've got all sorts of indies and RE4 at the end and Dredge and lots of fun things. So hope to see you guys in for it. And if I don't see you then, see you next week for more Drop Frames. Cool, cool. Dan, do some shout outs. Hi, um, I'm Dan's Gaming, uh, Dan's Gaming Mo on Twitch. Um, I'm a variety streamer, currently playing through a bunch of different games, currently playing through Octopath Traveler 2, currently playing through um, the chef game that I'm not addicted to. I can stop anytime, just choose not to at this moment. <laughs> um, and I'll be playing the hell out of Diablo 4 when it comes out. Um, oh, yeah. Two weeks from now, I'll be playing that like crazy when that comes out. But other than that, you feel like... Uh, like 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 me having on the uh, sh- sorry I stutter a lot. Uh, <laughs> if you liked uh, me on the show, don't don't to give me a follow. And thanks for having me on the show. Love coming on and uh, hanging out with you guys. You guys are really cool people. Awesome stuff. Thanks so much for being on Sequisha. Do some shout outs. What's going on? Hey, thank you for having me on. This was a pleasure. A lot of fun. I really appreciate. It. I'm Sequisha. I do survival games. A lot of survival games. Um, I will be playing a lot of dark and darker. I will be swinging axes and two hand swords and. And being a bill, actually, I know, I know, Co's going to be doing that too. Oh, it's yeah, got a buddy. special place in his heart as well, and I'm <laughs> sure many of you will see it as well. But yeah, that Diablo Four, I'll probably be, I, I might touch on that too. But I'm just taking a deep dive into Path of Exile right now. You'll see me more first-person shooters, maybe the finals. And that's about it. Squisha on all the platforms, Instagram, Twitter, and all that jazz. And uh, yeah, really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun hanging out with with, uh, with all of you. Thank you for inviting me, JP. Of course. And, uh, and appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on. Someone in my, my chat is asking if the stash is real. Yes. Oh, no. I, I take this off. I can't <laughs> wait till this is over so I can finally go rip it off in the bathroom, <laughs> put it on its hanger. The mustache's shrine. He's got a little shrine where he sits. Well, yeah. Do you have multiple stashes or just one stash? That's the question. Do you have oh, a stash for every day? Stash is party stash. Yeah. Do you have uh, like you a know, stash right. for every engagement? The little glass stash. thing over it, like the like the rose <laughs> from Beauty and the Beast. You know? Oh, you jar the stashes. Okay, right. I see. Yeah. That's smart. That's yeah, smart. we got to temperature control them, JP. It's common stash knowledge. You know? That's true. Right. Yeah. yeah, you don't want them to curl. You That's know, true. It's a mess. <laughs> Everyone knows that. It's common stash knowledge. I'm sorry. Common stash sorry. knowledge. Uh, Zeke will be back next week, like I think Co mentioned, and we'll figure out some guests and go from there. Thank you so much for watching. Drop frames, Sequisha, Dan. Appreciate you both. Thank oh. you guys. We're off Thank the week after. Oh yes, uh, and then. Uh, there is no show, funny enough, the weekend of Diablo. 
so we will not be here the oh, 19th. Yeah? yeah, that is the weekend of Diablo. So we'll talk about that. The weekend of the open beta, uh, the 26th, uh, is when we'll return. So show next week. No show that week after the 19th. And then the show returns on the 26th. Okay. That's it. Thanks so much. We're out of here. Have a good rest of your day. Bye-bye.